We are live again, another Thursday, another AEW Dynamite review, another Wrestle Purist podcast. We are back again, the Wrestle Purist podcast, episode number 91, hosted by your usual myself, Joe Hulbert, Charlie, Manny the Hooper, who always starts his podcast looking down, distracted, <laughs> just not ready, you know? You got you to snap him into it. <laughs> We're going to talk Graps, man. We're going to talk Graps news. And we just, uh, we've got a lot to get into. AEW Dynamite 200, etc., etc. First things first, please like, subscribe, super chat if you're feeling generous. Always appreciated. And don't forget to turn on our post notifications. Hope everyone's doing good. Starting with my fellow co host, Manny the Hooper. I hope I have your attention, my friend. How yeah, you doing? Yeah. I got distracted by Eddie Kingston Rocky Rural poster. Um, but hold on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just got. I guess it just got down. I'll let you off. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't got anything crazy, man. Today, just chilling. Not nothing eventful in the life of the Hooper like we usually get. No, nah, I mean besides the drug test yesterday. I mean, I'm pretty fine. Did you pass? Yeah, I passed. I'm always afraid if I'm going to perform during a drug test or you know just it's one of those things. <laughs> I can't believe you asked for the results as though you wasn't the one administering the test. Come on. I was like nervous during the questionnaires. Like, yeah. Because I, I really, because it was for school and they need a drug test before I go to school and all that. School, yeah. And, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, they were, because I'm going to be working with cars and stuff. So they they wanted to make sure, you know, I was sober and all that. And they were taking this, they were asking all these questions. They're like, so when's the last time you've taken drugs? And I said, Fuck, man, they might know. And I said, you know, I'm just going to answer them, like, honestly. No, like a line. I mean, I said, they might know. Like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I don't <think> know. <laughs> hang on, hang on. Before you, did you say, I'm going to answer honestly or like a lie? Did you say <laughs> yeah, that? Yeah. Yeah, I went with a lie. And I said, no, nah, I've never done drugs. And then I said, they're going to they're gonna do like a hair test, maybe. And I said, well, how long do, the, how long do those hair tests go back? And I said, uh, Okay, the last time I did it, I was in high school, but that was like seven years ago. And then they're just like, you know, the test only goes back five months. And I said, oh, okay, I'm good then. The fact that you even had some like hesitation that you would not pass because you've done drugs in high school was, uh, you know, only something you could cook up, you know. (laughs) Hold up. What's good? Not too bad, mate. Not too bad. Um, an eventful episode of TV to cover. I think actually tonight should be a really good time because there's a lot there's a lot to enjoy about Dynamite this week, right? I mean, just generally the vibe with the 200 deal was, as we talked about last night, it was a uh, a triumphant occasion. So hopefully we can capture that with tonight's uh, tonight's podcast. So happy to be here, mate. Yeah, it should be a good one. Should be a good one. And uh, finally, Charlie, how are you doing on this fourth Thursday? I'm good. Had a productive day. Got some stuff ready for like uni prep to go back in September, and excited to review Dynamite. It was a good one. I enjoyed it a lot. It was. It was. It was. AEW Dynamite 200. Quite the landmark. Quite the landmark, isn't it, Joe? It is. I mean, I think it's easy to forget. I know the stat gets thrown around a lot. In Nitro, didn't reach. Nitro certainly didn't reach 300, right? And it's like, it's just it's fascinating to think about that. Um, 200 episodes, the average quality of those 200 episodes is almost certainly the highest in US TV history. kind of has to be, I think. Um, 
an insane amount of great matches across those 200 shows. So it was, it's, it's pretty incredible, honestly. And it, I think the, the, the video package uh, that they showed off, like match one, mm-hmm. if you've watched the show at any point over the last four years, whatever it's been now, there was a few moments in there that it was like, fuck, I, rem- I forgot that, you know? It's because there's been so much great stuff, almost to a fault sometimes. The show's filled with great stuff. So absolutely, a huge achievement for sure. Yeah, yeah. Go on, man. Go yeah, on. during that during that video package, I said, "God damn, man! I didn't realize Prime Powerful was all over this TV before." Yeah, they were most of it. And I said, "Shit, bro! I didn't even realize that it was crazy." In a circle, man. They kind of anchored the TV for like the first eighteen months, I'd say, until the yeah. first Run Guts and uh, Second Stampede. They were kind of central to most of the TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Um... There was a couple of nice little visual touches as well, you know, like the uh, the graphic template, etc. Uh, the double tunnel that was back for mm-hmm. the for one night only, you know. Uh, the intro they done kind of like the whole they done the whole colourful thing again, um, and yeah, you saw it, you know, memory lane. Hey, I want to see where you guys are on this. They should keep the colour thing, right? They should keep. Yeah, it. Um, this is my yeah. genuine. Chat. I don't know if everyone thinks watching this, but like. It's nice to have a wrestling show being vibrant on television, you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I like the color scheme and the, the kind of uh, paint splash kind of deal. I thought it looked really good then and now, so I'd like to keep it, honestly. I didn't even realize the tunnels were back. <laughs> yeah. I, wonder, uh, I wonder what the chat prefers. Do you prefer the it's like red, blue, and red, white, kinda, and blue? You know? Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't, really, <laughs> yeah. doesn't really pop to me. It looks cool, no matter wrong way, but like... There's something distinctive about that, you know? Yeah. I understand that some people would immediately go to NXT 2.0, but who gives a shit? They did it, they did it back then in October 2019, so guess. Yeah, that was a, was a lifetime ago. Yeah, I, like how the light, I like how the lights were on yesterday, too. Yeah. Made everything feel like back to normal. Agree. I feel like the more recent, like the way they have it now, it's very much we are a professional wrestling company on TV, whereas like the color pop stuff felt very AEW like yes. I don't know it feels very professional nowadays which isn't yeah. necessarily a bad thing it's just different and <laughs> not really like what AEW was in the beginning so yeah it's uh even though it's just a color scheme you know it's uh it was something that was very like you no know, you give AEW kind of a unique personality to it you know um Whereas the current color scheme, although I do believe it does, look, you know, it's kind of it's clean, but absolutely, it's very professional. You know, it's uh, it's it doesn't scream AEW the way that kind of like the old scheme used to. Right. But I'm not against the current scheme personally, really. But uh, yeah, it's fine. You know, I do. If I had to pick one, I'd probably go with the the uh, the older one. But yeah, AEW Dynamite 200. Not a bad show. Not a bad show at all. That's putting it very lightly. Um, we opened up with Chris Jericho, Takeshita, uh, versus Sammy Guevara and Daniel Garcia. And uh, yeah, man, this was... Uh, I, I quite like this, you know. Uh, Don Callis managed to, uh, you know, kind of worm his way into getting Jericho to cheat against his own his own appreciation society, Joe. I couldn't, you know... Ridiculous. Jericho couldn't believe it, you know. He was, he done the whole conflicted, you know, because like Callis hit. Who was it? Who got it? Was it Garcia or Garcia? Yeah. Yeah. Garcia had the submission. 
in, right? Yeah, of course, he had the, the dragon slayer, as he calls it. Mm-hmm. He has that locked in, you know, and uh, Don Callis behind the referee's back. He nails him with the bat. And uh, Jericho, he does the whole, you know, conflicted wrestler in the middle of the ring, doesn't know what to do face, you know, and he's uh doesn't know what to do for a, for a long minute, you know. But he decides to go for the pin and he gets the win in the end, so. Mm-hmm. Did you know Jericho looked in great shape yesterday? It's my own Charlie. What was that? You cut out for me. Yeah. You cut out for me too. Oh, oh, <laughs> I said, Dunk Alice, it looks like he's going to get his man. Mm-hmm. This, the the Callis family is it's shaping up. I wish Takeshita was more the focus of it. I get they have yeah. to do this whole get Jericho out of the appreciation society, but I feel like they could have condensed this into like a two-week thing, honestly. It's been going for a little bit now, but um, hopefully going forward, Takeshita just gets brought back to the forefront. Because that's what's important to me from it, anyways. I think so too. I just think it's just. I think Jericho was just trying to put over Sammy and Garcia before he heads mm-hmm. out, which is pretty admirable. But you know, Takeshi should be like the guy doing all this. So, well, yeah, I will say to that point, Manny. I did think this was a pretty good night for Garcia and Guevara. Like mm-hmm. they got a good reaction. They're able to work as kind of the baby face of the match. So, I like that part of it. Um, but. To Charlie's point, Takeshita feels like a kind of just piece in Jericho's story now, which I don't think is what any of us would prefer. And as you know, it's a short-term thing. I'm sure they have big plans for him, but I'd like to see him focusing on his presentation and what his role is and rather than just being a kind of supporting act in the story. But uh, some good stuff here. Manny, what did you think of the match itself? I know I cut you off there, mate. What did you think of the match? No, I was going to say, I'm actually completely shocked about the chemistry Jericho had with Sammy and Garcia. And like they, he just worked so well both for them, and he kind of pulled back his bag a little bit. I mean, he was doing Spanish flies and all this other shit with Sammy, which I thought he wouldn't be able to do. But somebody did point out to me in the Discord today that he Jericho is skinnier than he was before. So you know, I just that um, I, I don't know. I, I'm just I'm just really interested. In, I'm just now I'm more convinced that I don't I think Sammy and Garcia should stick together as a tag team for a bit because they they ruled yeah. yesterday. Yeah. yeah, I agree. There's some good intensity to the Garcia Jericho stuff, right? Which was was nice to see, and uh, there was a lot to like here. Like, I didn't think it was like a great match, but I don't think it was really trying to be. I, I thought this was pretty yeah. effective. the The Jericho yeah. thing, I can't pretend to be like, you know, enthralled by it. Like, I'm not desperate to see this meeting next week by any means, but I do think thus far it's been like, meeting. yeah. <laughs> but I, I will say, I do think thus far it's been executed like decently well. Um, yeah. It is worth noting that alongside the uh, you know, conflicted wrestler thing. Jericho also just said, what the fuck? And Taz was like, mm-hmm. oh, there it is. Huh? <laughs> it's just funny. Um, I, thought, I, I think it's pretty good stuff, to be honest. I thought it was funny when, when uh, I don't know why Jericho was shocked, because he was like staring down Don Callis while he was running towards his side of the ring. And when Jericho was trying to crawl with to the cor- to the ropes, he saw him coming the whole time because he's staring at him. And then he hits him with the bat. Then after, he's just like, in my in my head too when when I, one of the 2.0 geeks said it uh like they're gonna have a meeting mentor me and my head I was like why don't they just have it now you're all here together why as well just why 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 do you gotta wait a week to have the meeting you have to schedule the tv time manny yes <clears throat> you have to matt menard has to go to tony Khan and say tony we need, we need 12 minutes next week for our mandatory meeting 
And it's, it's a very formal process. I did like how he kind of uh, he did pop me, should I say? How he just oh, how Matt Menard just kind of stormed up to him, got in his yeah. face, <laughs> demanded a meeting. You know, <laughs> you know. I, didn't, I thought I didn't it was very spiteful. Manny referred to him as one of the two point geeks. You know. Well, to be honest, I he had, some, he had some fire in his eyes last night. You know. <laughs> I I've been, I miss the serious uh, two point guys because they were awesome after that blood and guts thing. Serious yeah. two points. Oh, no, the totally one night only. You remember a little much, but I do you remember. Mean, yeah. You don't remember that Matt Menard promo where he's like, yeah, I, I beat you yeah, walked or whatever. It was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, well, well. maybe he's coming back. Maybe. 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 Wembley. Yeah. Matt, <laughs> Matt Menard is the head of the JS. I mean, something. Yeah. And see how it plays out, but uh, yeah, mandatory meeting JIS next week, I believe. And uh, it seems like Matt Menard and a few of us got some things to get off the chest. And uh, seems like I said, seems like Don Callis has got his man. Um, what other highlights we got from Dynamo? We don't really want to be going segment by segment through the show, but it was a good episode, so we might just end up doing that to be honest. But um, yeah, man, I want to uh, I kind of want to skip to Rob Van Dam. <laughs> You know, Monty, let me tell you about this Rob Van Dam fella, man. I might want to pick up karate, man. I feel like once you just do karate, <laughs> you know, you might you fucking athletic, you can do shit for the rest of your life. You see how he did that spinning kick in the air, bro, and landing mm-hmm. on his feet. That was amazing. I didn't realize you can do that at 52 years old. You know, it reminded me of Jafar Khan Dan or something, man. I don't know. It's some crazy shit. I'm genuinely interested by this because I know Manny well and I know his fandom the way the eras that overlap. How many Van Damme matches do you reckon you've seen? Because it's like, I don't know when you to go for I think it. I've, I think I've seen like all the Jerry Lynn matches. I've seen the Sabu oh, matches. Oh, shit. I didn't uh, know your ECW bag was that deep, bro. Good shit. Yeah. I mean, it's what I, you know. I, I've seen the John Cena match. There's some WWE stuff I've seen from RBD. Most of the time when he was in WWE, like that stuff you haven't seen a lot of, right? Fair to say. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I've seen some of it, but I mean, RVD was one of my favorites as a kid because I used to walk around being like like that. That makes and sense. I, yeah. And I used to have the tie, the, the dragon shirt they used to have and all that. Oh, I still have it. My, my sister wears it now. But... Dolly Hard fan? Yeah. <laughs> Where did this come from? I was wondering. Yeah, because I was thinking, like, what would Hooper have seen? I was genuinely interested. And now he's revealing he's like a super fan. Now I'm all in. <laughs> I'm more into it now just because of this. Tremendous. Love went down, man. So, uh, seems like you're as happy to see him, man. You know, uh, yeah. he's out there to confront Jungle Boy after Jerry Lincoln to set it all up. You know, uh, this is, uh, it's, it's amazing to me how powerful nostalgia is in like, this mm-hmm. era of wrestling, you know. And the fact that you can wheel out Rob Van Damme, who hasn't really done anything like this. But he had his Hall of Fame induction, like, last year or whenever it was. Um, in terms of wrestling, he ain't done, he, you know, he done a little no run recently, and he's done some stuff stuff here and there, but nothing really too much of a note, you know. Um, he's definitely a legend from yesteryear, and it's just amazing to me this era, like the pops that just any sort of nostalgia gets, you know. Rob Van Dam walks out there, and he is a legend. I'm not discrediting that, but just the place just erupted for him, you know. Yeah. They knew he was coming, and. Uh, there he was, man. Rob Van Dam, you know, we're kind of like 15, 15 years out of his prime. But we're, we're here to see him wrestle Jack Perry next week on Dynamite. It's Joe. What are you thinking? 
I actually like this as a TV deal. Um, and I think you can still, if Rob looks good, which I have a feeling he actually might, because... Mm-hmm. You see that heel kick? Well, yeah, I mean, that's one thing. But I think the big thing with Rob is, like, how much he cares. And I'm going to assume he cares a lot about kick, this. You know? <laughs> um, I'm going to assume he's very motivated by this deal, which, without making allegations, I'm not totally convinced he was super motivated in 2020 TNA during the pandemic. Um, <laughs> just mathematics on my part could be wrong, but... You know, I, I think he's going to really go for it next week. And I think what will happen is then, to what we talked about last night, I think he'll probably wind up on Wembley anyway in some kind of party trios or tag match. And because, well, we have to be completely real. The entrance at Wembley is a worthwhile expenditure. Yeah. I mean, if, you're gonna, if you've bought the song and Wembley is within the month, you, you probably need to do the entrance at Wembley. <laughs> to be totally and I say, I'm not even a big RVD fan, but it is what it is, you know? I don't know if he's going to be um, able to do it because I saw somebody say that he's scheduled to do something for next year's WrestleMania that weekend or whatever. Yes, yeah, P- so PW Insider said something like oh. it maybe his only appearance. Uh, he's still scheduled to do something. He's been advertised for WrestleMania 40 weekend or something like that. So. That's right. That's like uh, shit. Yeah, what do you mean? Sure. Well, like the on-sale thing? I mean, I'll, I can look it up right now if Holbert, uh, Hooper, or the wonderful Charlie want to fill some dead air. I'll, I'll do that. That's fine. Wonderful. Um, what I actually do is for that, Charlie. What did you think of Rob Van Damme's debut? I said yesterday on the podcast that like it would pop me, but like I don't really need to see it. Yeah. And then it happened, and I was just like, yeah, okay, I'm kind of all in on this. Like, the crowd reaction, because they, like, popped for the music, and then they popped again. <laughs> like, like it swelled back up. It, it was very fascinating to watch, but he looked good out there. But, like, the fact yeah. that he's, like, in his 50s, he's still jacked, which was kind of a surprise. I haven't seen what he looks like recently, so... But uh, I'm all in on it. I feel like he can get... Like, him and Jack Perry are going to have good chemistry, I feel like. There's, it's going to be a fun little TV match, I think, for a singles. Yeah. It's a nice attraction for TV, right? Mm-hmm. I, I think it's fair to say. And it's a, a novelty. And, uh, yes. you know, Rob is very likable. He's he's one of those guys who's like, he has to be a babyface, or at least since mm-hmm. he kind of became a thing. Initially, he was a heel. But he's really had to be a babyface for the last, like, 20-plus years. Um and yeah. the beauty of Van Damme is because he has that very unique RVD demeanor, yeah. he can kind of get away with aging because, you know, he doesn't really give a fuck anyway, right? Like, he's yeah. chill with that. He's strolling. His strolling promo was there. so funny. <laughs> exactly. Like, like, right. right. it was so funny. Right, like, you could just yeah. tell he was just rambling, but, like, he got yeah. his point across eventually, but he said yeah. so many words and only four of them meant anything, so... Right. I mean, it's it's different if it's when an older guy is kind of promo about, you know, I'm going to kick your ass, I'm going to do this the next week. Mm. He, can, he can show their age. With Van yeah. Damme, he's like, you're going to see him next week, RVD. He's <laughs> like, yeah, it works for me. It works for me, brother. Um, yeah. Monty, have we got an answer on this? Yeah, so uh, for those who care, which is just, you know, it's just Popsman. Uh, he was with Kate Forbes, of course, last night at Dynamite. <laughs> Um, <laughs> and it says here, according to PW Insider, Ravan Dam is only slated for one bout against Jack Perry. WWE is advertising Van Dam as part of their WrestleMania 40 weekend packages in Philadelphia. Okay. I feel like if he looks good, though, I feel like that yeah. work could still, yeah. I feel like next week we'll decide what they're actually going to do, you know? Because if he goes out there and he stinks it up and he looks terrible, you know, <laughs> it's like. They don't need to, you don't really want to do it. But if he goes out there and they kill it, 
which is entirely possible if Rob Van Dam is looking, you know, he's out there, he's looking sharp and he's, you know, he's he's on a good little, he's on a good workout plan, etc. You know what I mean? He could, he could surprise us, you know. He looked all right in a few of those no matches, you know. Yeah. You know, I just think, honestly, stuff, I, you know? I just think if it's, it's his motivation, I think he will be for this. He'll probably be okay. Yeah. Um, I can see it being good, man. Yeah. Honestly. Especially if it's like, if he's not given too much time, especially, right? Like, if they have, like, eight minutes and he can do everything in his arsenal <laughs> that, he can, that he can still pull off, it'll probably be better for that. So uh, I don't know if I'm okay. not him. I don't I don't take this opportunity to be on, like, one of the biggest shows ever. That's just me. You're both no, of course. Though. You know, you are the Hooper, you know. Well, I don't know if you can go a couple of days not smoking. You can earn that name, you know. Yeah. Are you on Wembley, Manny? Uh, no, I don't know. Not yet. If I do, I'm going to be spray painting AW belts for you guys outside. Outside the room. <laughs> yeah, you can buy an AW belt for like £500 and then money will spray paint it for 20 quid. <laughs> I have different spray cans with me. I'll have purple, mm. red, black. Ooh, custom colors. Yeah. They have different prices for each color. We'll talk about it. I haven't just. <laughs> Well, get your pre-orders in, people. Uh, but yeah, man, Van Damme, you also hit a promo on uh, Jack Perry. Yeah, but like I said, he's, uh, he's coming next week for Jack Perry, man. Uh, the promo pop, man, you know, Rob Van Damme, backstage interview on, uh, on AEW Dynamite. It's, uh, it, was, it was real, man. It was real. People love Rob Van Damme, man. And, uh, that will, of course, carry through in the match. You know, yeah. uh, they'll get they'll get by by doing a lot less by just the fact that it's Rob Van Dam in a wrestling ring. You know, it's yeah. people people always love the guy. You know, um, Rob Van Dam. You know? I couldn't stop laughing every time he did like a side view because it looked like his arms real real small. And he had that big chest and big body like that. You know? Oh like, yeah, he's <laughs> interestingly shaped guy these days. You know, but God bless him. You know, he looks like Baz Rudin out there. Uh, real shit man I want to let's touch on a few a few super chats Pylons $10 appreciate you very much afternoon how are you guys feeling about Hill Jack Perry I think his promos still need work but he's absolutely nailing the physical comedy aspect the type of Hill he's trying to betray in my opinion Um, Charlie (laughs) <laughs> no, I pretty much agree with that. But when he pulled that little girl in front of him in the crowd yesterday, yeah. that made me laugh so much because he's just—he's like—he is pretty much nailing like the chicken shit hill stuff. I think mm-hmm. he's gonna really run with it. It's gonna be really good for him. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I've always thought it was very encouraging. I think he's getting better each week. Money, I know you've been very down on it. Do you agree, or are you still out on this deal? I still struggle really buying into it. You know, it's such mm-hmm. a. Uh... It's such kind of a dramatic change from what I think he was uh, doing so well naturally before, you know. Um, the promo side of it, I think I'll struggle with for the foreseeable future, but his kind of mannerisms and his instincts have definitely, he's been able to showcase the, uh, he's been able to showcase some decent healing instincts for what Charlie mentioned just now and uh, what's mentioned in the Super Chat as well, you know. Uh, again, mannerisms, instincts, etc., etc. It's kind of like the promos and really buying into the character I'm kind of, uh, kind of struggling with right now. Uh, in the ring, I remain the same. He's always been very good and he's only going to get better because he's still yes. young as fuck. So, um, 
we'll see how it turns out. It's not as disgusting as it was when it first. Uh, it was tough, mate. Um, <laughs> that first single promo was tough. Um, yeah. But yeah, man. Manny, I know uh, you're not on board. About, oh, Jungle Boy? Uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what to say, but I just... <laughs> he hasn't done anything in a while, me, right? Just, you know, just, just wears all black now. I mean, I don't know what it's... <laughs> you're not buying into it? No, it's hard for me to buy into it. I need him to, like, I don't know. I need to hear stories of him doing, like, method acting or something. I don't know. Just... <laughs> I just don't believe the character. I mean, uh, I agree with that part of it, you know. I don't know about the whole method acting thing, you know. But uh, <laughs> I, just yeah, need, I just need him to get, get sucked into the character. I mean, I don't know. He might win you over next week, though, if he's Rob Van Damme match. You oh, know? I don't know. Maybe RVD is going to win me over. I'm thinking <laughs> you should be getting <laughs> <laughs> This match would have to be so bad for Manny to give it a bad review. <laughs> like yeah. I've seen when an old dude gets in the wrestling ring, Manny is like he has it free on on Bell. It's free. Like this is the dude who wrote a love letter about the Ric Flair's last match. So he's ready to go, and this is his, <laughs> this is his ball game. It was funny because when I was watching this yesterday, in my um here in my chair, and like he came out, and then like I, this is what happened. I I wouldn't like this. I came back up and I said, Oh my god, RVD's in the same company as Kenny Omega. We're this much closer to the match, my dream match. How long's this been your dream match, man? <laughs> One of them. It's been a while. You have brought this up before, I think. I think Manny yeah. has brought this up before. Anyone uh, who's got an official um script of all the worldwide archives can can bring this up for us. I'm sure someone has it out there. So. It's there or it's been on uh late Grand. I know I've said I want to see yeah. Kenny versus uh RVD before. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, average Imp Biscuit enjoy £4.99. No message, but we appreciate the Super Chats yes. nonetheless. Keep the Super Chats coming. Always appreciated. Madison 84, appreciate you as always. One ninety nine. Shout out Nick Wayne. Mass Transit Level Blade job. Hey, man. No, it was, uh, that was a horror show, bro. <laughs> that was... Uh, that was real. Uh, mm-hmm. The Mogul Embassy, they're... Uh, Getting mean, John. They are. I don't kick the shit out of me at Wembley, you know? I hope they don't do that to you either, mate. Can you imagine that? In the middle of the program? Come to get a Pepsi, you know? I just see Joe yeah. getting the shit Jim Ross, out of you know, my, oh my God, it's Bing Bong. <laughs> getting the boots put to him by fucking Toa Leona. I mean, it's nothing, yeah, it's nothing worse, you know? No, it was, it was good stuff, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, man, the, uh, the go-to... Uh, I believe it's called the Buddy Wayne Academy, you know, mm-hmm. where uh, Nick Wayne, you know, it's where he gets his hours in, where he gets his Garage. ring time in, you know, he puts the grind in there. And uh, AR Fox and Swerve, they landed on him, bro. They landed on him. They fucked him up, man. That was, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> it was quite brutal, you know. I'm sure uh, most of the people watching this have seen it by now, but, you know, as mentioned by Mousefan in the previous Super Chat, Mass transit level blade job. There was blood all over the place. You know, it yeah. was uh, quite the scene, Charlie. It was quite the scene. It was, yeah. Like, brutal is the right word for it. They they pretty much killed Nick Wayne in the middle of that ring. Like, Basically, yeah. <laughs> like, 
he's like when they did that like last shot back to him where he was just like laying on the fucking mat and it just like a physical pool of blood i was like oh my god that is a lot and you don't like they're all in on this story and i'm glad that they're going about it the way they are and like they made immediate sense of why ar fox has aligned with swerve and they were just like yeah we don't have like we're not friends but he's an affiliate now and affiliates look out for each other i was just like yeah makes sense like it was really good. I really liked like the pre like the promo they did before then that footage. It all looked great. Yeah, look at look at <laughs> It looked like a snuff film. Jesus. <laughs> Jamie says it looked like the fucking shot him. <laughs> it did. It was uh yeah. Couldn't get the Sean Michael's esque blade job, you know. <laughs> it, this is this is what the people are saying, you know. Um But yeah, it was uh AR Fox. Seems like Morgan Embassy is a pretty decent fit for him in terms of, you know, first impressions. It's only been a week or so, but, mm. you know, uh, it looks like it's going to be a nice fit for him. And uh, Swerve has definitely had an interesting array of partnerships and affiliates mm-hmm. <laughs> during his time in AEW, but I think this one will be a pretty natural, solid, strong fit for him um, to be part of his stable, to do the occasional tag match, to do whatever he needs to do. I was blown away by Air Fox. Could have gone many. I was blown away by Air Fox. Fox's ski mask, and then he had like a a huge fitted over it, fitted hat. I, I thought that was really crazy. I was like, dang, having to buy a hat just just for a ski mask. <laughs> That's the Hooper takeaway from that segment. <laughs> Everyone, you know. And then the other takeaway I had was like, this is why you don't have a an academy behind your house because then everybody knows where you live and this is how you get assaulted like that. That's why you just, you know, just have, have a private building it's and nobody it's knows a, where it's it is. It's a shoot, bro, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but, well, uh, that, I mean, I guess after you get beat up like that, you can just crawl yourself back to your house and just get... I, I will say, though, Charlie brought up and I'm glad because everyone's focusing on the, the violence in the uh, the angle, right? Like... But mm-hmm. the actual pre-angle promo was like mm-hmm. really, really good. AR Fox got yeah. a really good promo there. I love that their their whole vibe and look there was terrific. When this when the uh, segment began, the angle began, I should say. At first, I was like, "Oh God, this this could go off the rails quickly." Because that stuff that is a very delicate balance to strike in segments mm-hmm. like you know that shit can come across like ridiculous very quick. And you know, wrestling will always be. I mean, this is still like inherently ridiculous as pro wrestling. But this got like actually violent, and it, yeah. it it got so violent they almost took like an old school feel. It reminded me, you know, the the iconic um, the iconic horseman angle where they've got the they've got the uh, camera themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, I like the detail of Prince not having the camera, and you could hear him right. Like that stuff added a lot and added kind of a, a sense of danger to it. The one thing, and I know it's the most boring critique, but it, like, we, someone has to say it: you have to put it over better when you go back to the arena. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. like. I'm not going to sit here and every week on that video. Some murder scene and it's just like, like well, next year old kid, yeah, like eighteen year old kid just got the shit kicked out of him in his home academy, and his caliber was like, "This is getting personal." Aussie Open up next. It's like, man, <laughs> that's a waste of the angle. Like, you have to put yeah. it over. I'm sorry. Like, it's such a good angle. Yeah, uh... You should like the announcer should be like, someone needs to suspend Swerve Strickland. You know, he just went and needed to try to mm-hmm. kill Nick Wayne. Al Fox was threatening to stab him if he didn't unlock his phone. I mean, this was serious business. It's not mm-hmm. about just getting personal. It was a serious assault. 
Well, Especially like they went to a break straight after the Aussie Open's like <laughs> entrance as well, so you could have just switched this, like have yeah. the commentators put it over, then go to a break, then do the entrance, like yeah. let the moment breathe. Stuff like that amazes me because it's like they've done the hard part, they've made the mm-hmm. segment, and it's great. The angle's great. It's like now just just put it over, do you? Yeah. Just do yourself, <laughs> you know. I'm amazed by how. Both factions of this mobile MC all feel kind of threatening. You have Swerve yeah. and you have AR Fox now, and then now you have the Brian Cage, you have Tolion and and uh Khan, you know, <laughs> like they just all feel like menacing. Even their promos that they've been cutting and Brian Cage has been leading them are just so funny, but just like holy shit, yeah, like awesome. these guys are off yeah. one. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. And to be fair, someone said this to me on Twitter earlier, and I this is worth like you could do it the other way where because they knew it was a pre-tape, they basically said, like, they could say Prince Nana bought the TV time. We apologize for what we're about to show, but yeah. he's got, you know, that like you could, because obviously in fairness, it was a pre-tape. So you can do it in different ways, but uh, point being, either way, regardless of details, it was a hell of an angle. Mm-hmm. It was, it was, and uh, oh, Hugh caught very well. Got to do a better job putting this stuff over when you get back to the arena, man. You know, uh, it stands out even more when you either expect or hope for it as well. It makes it even more funny, you know, when <laughs> as yeah. Joe, uh, Joe's impression pointed out, you know. Um, but yeah, it was a good angle, though. It was a yes. good angle. And uh, yes. the only critique about it isn't even about the angle itself, you know. So I also want to give one, more, one final shout out to Nick Wayne, man. Being 18 and having your own students, that's crazy, bro. Like, teaching, <laughs> teaching people how to wrestle. Shit, it's like you showing up to work in like the managers your age, and you're just like, oh shit, man, how long has this guy been here? You know. Honestly, <laughs> credit to the kids who were with him too, because all yeah. the physicality looked great here. Mm-hmm. The kid who was on the outside of the ring took a single boot to the face that looked absolutely mm-hmm. devastating. Though everyone earned their check here. Good for them. God bless. God bless. You know. Uh, you know what, Manny? What was your personal favorite moment? With Dynamite last night, Dynamite two hundred. What was the Hooper's favorite part about it? Uh, Ozzy Open, Open versus Vikingo and Commander. Yeah, man, ROH Tag Team Championships. This was a good outing, man. Ozzy Open starting to uh, pick up some steam. Do you know what I mean? Of course, recently back, recently ROH Tag Titles out there defending them, and um, yeah, man, a good bit of business. Joe, what did you reckon? Nice match. Yeah, I like this. I like the way this was produced and basically just worked like an, a kind of action, like shootout almost at the hour and a half mark. I think it was when it was, right? I think it was like 90 minutes in the show. Um, kept things moving. Good action. Because I do think Aussie Open, as great a team as they are, they are, I think they're still finding their like TV formula. This kind of took away that challenge because they just went, you know, they kind of just did just did all their signature stuff across like eight minutes. It was the right move. It was good TV. And uh, I think the King going commander as a team is like a fun thing to kind of play around with for these TV matches. So I like this a lot. It shows you um, how they've got a lot of tag teams in that, uh, in that division, man, where you can just kind of throw, you can just throw out, Aussie Open and Vikingo and Commander 90 minutes into a show and it's just kind of part of the show, do you know what I mean? Right. Um, but yeah, man, a lot of depth in that tag team division. It's just putting it to use, you know. Uh, this was, it was a, like this coming was, back, for sure. Yeah, man, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Charlie, yeah. your boy. <laughs> There's your dog. <laughs> but uh, yeah. 
<laughs> you bought it as the open man. They had a nice match last night. Successful title defence against the uh, the high flying luchas. It was a lot of fun. Vikingo's a madman, and some of the he stuff is, he yes. do is insane. Like that fucking like him doing the like the fucking it's, takedown with the head scissors. I can't even think of what the moves. Yeah, no, it's really twisted. He like <laughs> yeah that. He just like rolled up Carl Fletcher's body. I, I don't understand how that works, how he even does shit like that. But no, I had a lot of fun with this. I think, mm. like like you were just saying, the tag division, it feels like they're moving a lot of parts around to bring it back, make it red hot again. And I'm very excited about the future of it. I hope we keep getting random little fun tags mm. like this and building, building the division up. And I hope they keep Commander and Vikingo doing stuff like this together. I feel that they had a lot of chemistry as a team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I don't know if you... I, I got this vibe while I was watching. It gave me the vibes of Leo Rush and Dante versus Matt Seidel and Lee Moriarty, where you're just watching one of the... one like an incredible match you didn't expect to be incredible. And it just blew me away. And like... I just feel like you wouldn't get this on <clears throat> any other wrestling TV show, especially with these luchadors, because they were doing some amazing stuff you wouldn't see on WWE. Or it was like mind-blowing and i just hope that we see more stuff like this i think this yeah. is the only i think if aw keeps going down this route which is weird because they went away with it for a while but if they stay on this path like they've been doing with ring of honor shows i think you could really like separate them from wwe and all that yeah yeah man it was uh definitely a good outing um yeah. shout out mark davis he seems to have recovered really well he didn't really look yeah, like definitely. Mr. Smith, so. and shout commander they're awesome man they're, uh... mm-hmm. You see Commander giving his stuff away to the kids. That that uh, yeah, yeah, that was really cool. Kids, man, the kids love Commander. Yeah, with uh, Aussie Open especially. It's hopefully they can continue to pick up where they left off before Davis went down with injury because uh, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of tag team of the year shouts and it seems like the race for that by the end of this year will be pretty close if it goes how yes. we uh, hope and expect. You know. The Young Bucks rumoured to be wanting to get back into the tag division. FTR are having a great match every week, it seems, at this point. Aussie Open are back together and wrestling. Um, you know, uh, who else? We've got Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn over in WWE. Obviously, Kevin Owens has got a short-term injury at the minute. Unfortunately, unfortunately he's not on the SummerSlam card, but they've definitely had their fair share of really, really strong TV matches so far this year. So, it looks like that's going to be quite a tight race. Bro, I'm excited yeah. for the tag team wrestling in AW. Like this week on Collision, FTR versus Big Bill and Brian Cage, man. This is the shit that we talk about, man. And like, could be. This is the first big man tag team we've ever, we have in AW, and they're gonna wrestle FTR, bro. I'm pumped. I have I have it circled on my imaginary calendar. I'm just I'm just waiting for the days for it to come. Feels like Brian Cage plus Dex Hallwood equals some kind of hilarity. I feel you know, mm-hmm. Cage going for like eight discus forearms in a row. <laughs> I'm sure, <laughs> you know, I'm, I've circled that part of the match. I'm, uh, I'm with you, Manny. I'm very excited. Like it's this kind of collision is, I think, central to like this tag team uh, revival we're seeing because they basically FTR kind of have to have a match every week on Collision because that roster apparently is like eight people deep. So yeah. <laughs> it's kind of where we're at at this point. Um, I'm just hopeful that Dax Hole will be able to like move by the end of the year, Brian. But, uh, I think who needs, who needs to move when Graps is forever? That's what I say, bro. But I'm just trying to be, you know, polite. Um, <laughs> trying to be diplomatic. 
No, I mean, you know, it's what it is. Part of the game, right, Manny? It, yeah. To be fair, Manny has said when it comes to his Hall of Hoopers, early retirement is like mandatory for uh, admission, right, Manny? So, mm-hmm. is what it is. That's why Speaking I really of... love Kenny's comments yesterday. You know, Kenny's comments yeah. were for real. Yes. You know what, Manny? Uh, you want to talk a little bit more about him? You know, as uh... yeah, we'll talk about Kenny. That's what I mean, though, because uh, we, we spoke about him yesterday on the pre-Dynamite show, and we got into the quotes, Manny. We did get into the quotes about, you know, the reasons that the books and Hangman had. Very, you know, very... Markish. Oh, no. <laughs> the opposite, bro. The opposite. Very admirable, very admirable, normal, fair very reasons true. for signing a contract, you know, money, uh, lifestyle, family, etc., etc., schedule. You know, Kenny Omega, he just wants to continue to be the best belt machine, it seems. He wants to wrestle diverse people. He believes that AEW partnerships, etc., can allow him to do that. And um, he just wants to keep adding to his toolbox, you know. And uh, very different reasons. But Kenny doesn't have a family, you know. Well, I'm sure he has a family, of course, but he doesn't have doesn't have a wife and kids, you know. Um, but yeah, sounds like very much a hooper decision, you know. <laughs> Why be brought down when you can go out there and have real graps, you know, just go out there, put your life on the line every time and just create art, you know, this is how legends are made and this is how people remember, you, you know, just going out there having killer matches and if you have a family, I mean, you're not going to go out there and kill yourself every week, you know, you're going to be like, I want to go play with my kid. Um, John Moxley. Huh? Speaking of killing yourself for the game, I feel like Moxie forgets he has a family once he goes out Manny. there and he goes back there and he's like, oh shit. Here's he wrestled kid. like four basically death matches in the space of a month. He's crazy. We transitioned to this conversation by Manny telling me that it's okay, Dex Harwood's going to not be able to walk by the end of the year. And every <laughs> de- every promo Dex cuts is about his family and Hooper's like, fuck families, who gives a shit? Go out there, take a brain buster, who cares? <laughs> Incredible, big tags, man. Tax the axe. God bless him. As uh, mm-hmm. I very much echo Joe's statement that I hope he's, I hope he's good. I hope he holds up, you know, because uh, he's very, he's been very open about, you know, these matches definitely take the toll. Um, how many, how many bed sheets do you think John Moxley goes through? Because you know, like, yeah, all the blood that he gets all over them, you know, I think that's mm-hmm. crazy. An interesting question to ask. Definitely, <laughs> definitely was, but you know, it's, it's super. But yeah, like I said, speaking of which, speaking of Moxley, speaking of uh, career shortening, that uh, anything goes freeway match last night. It was uh, it's pretty brutal, you know. Bro, um, Trent, bro, Trent, he took multiple headbutts. Did yeah. nobody tell him? Did nobody tell him this is like you have another match after this? He just went out there and took like six head. Like he listens to your advice, bro. That's what <laughs> I know. It just. And then I, I was, it was funny because when I was on Discord, I, I was, I was talking to the guys, and I was just like, "Bro, man, fucking Trent, man, he works his ass off just to be treated like shit." And then as soon as I said that, he gets the pin on Benton. I said, yeah. "Oh shit, Benton took the pin." I said, "There's no way that was gonna happen." I was, I was so, I was so proud for Trent. I was like, "Man, you know, I hope he gets an international run. He deserves it. No man works harder than this." And then I see fucking shitty team coming out and all this. And I said, "Fuck, man, they're gonna." This is like when you get like a. This is like when you when you do all the all the homework for the group and then all the group gets praised because of your hard work and I said they're gonna win the trio titles because this man's hard work is very nasty, you know, but you know. all because of Trent's hard work and yeah. nothing to do with Orange Cassidy having an international title run like the last <laughs> like 
almost year. Oh, look, Trent's the backbone of that group. I don't know what to say. <laughs> he's cooking. Incredible. <laughs> I won't say he's crazy. <laughs> I want. I want I want somebody to show me in that company who has put more work and effort in, like Trent. Nobody does it, and he goes out there and gets crumbles, and yesterday he ate a pie. No, he ate a cake. I feel like Charlie just makes Orange Cassidy wrestles like every single week on TV, but you know. And he just powered through it, you know. Yeah. Well, that was kind <laughs> of the point. Of what, yeah. Trent winning was a it was an it was a nice change from the norm, as Manny nice. very eloquently put. Um, yes. But yeah, man, this had a, this had anything that you could really expect from a TV. Anything goes, man. You know, fucking. Mm-hmm. We even got thumbtacks. We had blood, headbutts, table Pen- spots after table spots, superplexes to the outside. And it was so funny in this match. <laughs> yeah, like the part when. Trent and Mox wrestling, and he like rolled back in, and he had the garbage can, and the and he, he just he's so like the way he does it is so pedestrian, which makes it so much funnier, you know. I, I like how the rule said the rule said no more head headshots to the head, and he just came in there with the trash can, the first weapon of the match, and just yeah. blasted Trent with the and the head within, bro. And then like you can just see the effort of Penta going, like he uh, I was like, oh man, we have it's one of those Penta up, performances. Yeah. Then bro, that strike exchange he had with Moxley towards the end. Mm-hmm. That was yeah, he got into it. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah, his vest ripped off. There was a lot going on. No, 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 no. She dropped the vest, you know. She dropped the vest. After yeah. all the chaos and mayhem, and uh, it's worth pointing out that the crowd absolutely ate this up as well. You know, yeah. it weren't it weren't all done in vain. You know, Max didn't Max Max didn't pull out the bags the bag of thumbtacks for nothing. You know, <laughs> <laughs> the crowd absolutely ate this up. But the only thing I would say is that if you do these matches, you know, it's been a common criticism of AEW for a while now. But if you do these matches too often, especially on TV, they will lose novelty. You know, um, mm. but again, very minor criticism when you look at how much the crowd ate it up. You know, uh, it definitely didn't lose the novelty last night. But all three of them absolutely. <laughs> they went for it, you know. So uh shout out to all three, man. Trent got the win. Yes. Uh very unexpected. But good stuff, man. And this is gonna set up a a parking lot brawl between the Blackpool Combat Club and the best friends. And uh Manny, this seems like uh it's gonna have a lot of moments in this that I think it's gonna get you fired up. I don't know. Yes. I have a conspiracy theory with this match. Okay. I think because this because I found out this wasn't taped with the rampage yesterday, so part of me wonders: is this where Prime Powerful are going to come back? Because there was there was a lot of there's been a lot of teases over on social media about it, and then yesterday in that video promo, I said, oh, "This is kind of weird." And they talked about them too. I wonder if this is where they come back during the set, this match tomorrow or whenever it comes out. So that's such a good show. Wow, when you started and explained that. This was all built on the fact they hadn't taken the match last night. I was like, yeah, bro, it's a daily's place. But then when you went, this is the beauty of the Hoopers, is he goes further in, you go, well, hold on. That's not a bad call, Manny. I don't know. I mean, I mean, it's saying too that, I mean, obviously Rampage probably wouldn't be the, the ideal place for it, but it does make sense. That was their signature match in AEW. Most yeah. memorable moment. I like it, Hooper. I think it's good stuff. Yeah. And then the tag division, the tag division is on fire. So it has, it has yeah. more to it. So. There you go. Little crumbles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Little crumbles, as Manny calls them, you know. Um, 
God bless. But yeah, I'll, I'll definitely be happy to see Prod and Pulp back, you know. Um, Santana and Ortiz back in the fold. They're, they're more than a good tag team, you know. Yeah. Uh, they can they can even do like the promos and everything as well. Like, yeah. they're, they're all rounders, you know. It'd be so funny once they come back in the tag divisions all stacked up again and you're like, well, when are they going to win the titles again, you know? I feel like if they came back, if they like hit the ground running, I think they'd be closer up. The, they'd be higher up the list, I think, at least now. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, the kingdom's here now too, so, you know. You and the kingdom, man. I love the kingdom. But I, don't, I don't know if you could. Every one of us like the, the kingdom on this screen, yeah. but you know, Manny's right, just—he's an animal, you know. They seem to have their direction, and it's not directly to the tag team division. So yeah. we'll see what happens. Absolutely, it's um. Let's uh, let's talk about this Wembley main event. You know, uh, we spoke about it yesterday. Well, uh, you know, uh, the possibility of MJF and Adam Cole main event in Wembley. Uh, we all pretty much predicted that it was going to happen, but just whether or not it'd be in the main event. But it seemed pretty clear to me from MJF that this is going to be in the main event. But um, yeah, MJF stuck to his word. Granted, he's granted Adam Cole a world title match. You know, he uh, he didn't backtrack on his word or anything like that. There was a few uh, there was a few nice moments in this. You know. Mm-hmm. MJF starts the thing off with, you know, being really vulnerable, talking about, you know, his uh, his ADD and a few other things he struggled with as growing up. Uh, he's bullying and just, you know, just I think the point of this pretty clearly was, you know, MJF just displaying vulnerability, you know. Yeah. Uh, even pretty much said as much, you know. Uh, he, he was never vulnerable with people because, you know, um, he was scared of whatever rejection. Yeah, that was the big thing. Really scared of rejection. He was just terrified of it, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, these are the walls that you know he put up. And again, he reminisced about like say like reminisced, but he remembers like when he was bullied as a kid, etc., etc. But uh, you know, the fans, the fans have shown him the light. The fans have shown him the light, and um, you know he's growing as a person. Cole comes out, tells him that he's proud of him, and. You know, it's all, it's all very nice, you know, it's all very nice. And they're setting up to the point where MJF, he comes through on his word. He says to Cole, he's going to give him the match, you know. And, uh, yeah, man, we got we got a main event for Wembley, Joe. It was very, uh, yeah. very wholesome stuff. It does seem like there was a couple little, there's a couple little Easter eggs in there, you know, to a kind of suspect who may turn, who may not turn. But, yeah, let, let's get into it, Holbert. What did you think? Was it? Yeah. Really, really good segment. Um, MJF has been the centre of a lot of kind of debate on these shows through the months, and I guess over a year now. But look, it has to be said. There's no, there's no point dressing up any differently. He's really special. He's a really special pro wrestler. And I think it's obvious before this segment, but after this segment, it's completely undeniable. He should be AEW's top babyface. Um, yeah. He can break every rule in the unofficial pro wrestling rule book and it has no negative effect. There was so much talk when this angle started about, uh, you know, him, the world's champion doing silly stuff and comedy and looking at what it's done to business metrics is completely at odds with the, with the belief that that's supposed to undercut the drawing power of a guy like MJF, you know, mm-hmm. he's very special in that regard. I'm not going to do the rock comparison, but that's the thing that people used to talk about with rock, right? He could do shit. No one else could get away with doing what he would do. He would tear down every heel, be a complete dick, and remain babyface and the biggest drawer in the business. 
I'm not doing a one-on-one comparison. What I'm saying is Max is showing that those same traits, and uh, he's unbelievable, man. I mean, he's very, very special. And so this dynamic is working on a level that none of us could have foreseen. I was intrigued by the can they coexist idea, and none of us shot it down immediately, but none of us could have saw this. It's like a month ago, you know? Mm-hmm. It's red hot. It's one of the hottest things I've had, and I like the direction of keeping it alive as we head to Wembley and having that idea of who who does the unthinkable, who turns on the other at Wembley Stadium. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a moment, to your point, Monty, about a kind of Easter egg. I, I am slightly concerned, just as someone who watches the show, MJF willing Cole to sign the contract, I really hope isn't a setup for his turn. Yeah. I, I, I think it would be a terrible mistake to turn MJF back heel at this point. I, it's, they're ready to cheer him. Oh, I'm sure weird. he loves being a heel, but they, and they got it. They got to cheer I him. Th- so. I thought you were talking about the other Easter egg that happened when he hugged, when Adam Cole hugged both. Yeah. Roddy. Not Roddy, yeah. Uh, MJF, yeah. So. Yeah. No, both. And some, some people focused on that one. I was wondering about this earlier. The one that concerned me was the way that Max was chanting, sign the contract, and kind of willing him to do it, and Cole didn't read it, right? I was like, oh, no. That could be an issue. But uh, I love the segment, so. Yeah, and then... Uh, yeah. <laughs> Indy, we're still confident, Charlie, that it's going to be Cole turning. Um, yeah. You know, we've we got the backstab hug, similar to what he did with uh, Roddy. With Roddy, yeah. yeah. In NXT, man, yeah. Um, We'll get to Roddy's reaction to all this very shortly. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, Charlie, what, what did you think? What did you like? What didn't you like? I said it yesterday. If Max goes through with his offer to Adam Cole for the match, then I think it's immense the fact that Cole's the one turning. And I still think that. Like, because the way that these two are, the crowd started chanting, read the contract, and neither of them acknowledged it. And they very much lean into what the crowd like go with so mm. the fact that Cole didn't acknowledge it I'm like hmm so yeah. there's something to that I think with these guys they're very smart with the way they handle their presence in front of the crowd so I, I think it's Cole turning but the segment as a whole I really liked it I like the way that MJF was so vulnerable in the beginning like and then he just like made the point of being like well yeah I'm still a scumbag but I yeah. feel like I can mm. be real about it now it was all it was all very enjoyable. I really liked the segment. I thought they hit it out of the park, to be honest. Well, Manny's disappeared, so he clearly hated it. Um, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> but yeah, look, anyway, actually. Just hold on, hold on, hold on. Go on, Manny. Go on. He's back. Bro, man, I'm really pumped up for this Undisputed Kingdom stuff, man. You know. Right. <laughs> I was about to get there, you know. I was oh, like, I, I, I hold, on, hold on, put the brakes on, man. Put the brakes on. <laughs> you have anything to add? Hold on, <laughs> don't disappear. Wait, what happened? Just hold on, don't disappear. Just right there. Do you have anything to add about the actual MJF and Adam Cole segment? Not really. <laughs> okay. Well, following the segment. MJF and Adam Cole, of course, you know, they even told each other that they loved each other. You know, it was uh, it's wholesome stuff, wholesome pro wrestling, you know. And um, Roddy Strong watching this in the back, he just could not stomach this shit, you know. He was disgusted, he was outraged, he literally threw a tantrum on live television, he was throwing things around, he was making noises, he was just, he was just losing it. Look at Manny's picture. But like, he was just, he was just not happy at all. Like I know he's, I know he's been a bit 
you know, a bit displeased and hesitant about this whole thing. But last night was, it was something else, you know. <laughs> then the kingdom come in, you know. Can't remember exactly the line that dropped on him, but it was something, you know, it was a little hint. He was reading about everybody recently. Oh, uh, they they said like typical Adam Cole always turning on his real friends or forgetting who his real friends are. Well, there you go. And, uh, you know, there's those who know uh, Adam Cole's Ring of Honor, you know, Kingdom, Adam Cole, they, uh, you know, they got they got some history together, you know. Um, of course, Roddy, everyone, most people know about the history of Roddy, you know. Uh, you'd, be a bit, you'd be quite surprised at this point of an AEW fan to not be at least somewhat <laughs> familiar with the history of Roddy Strong and uh, Adam Cole. But, yeah, man. Manny. You can now talk about the kingdom freely. Let me tell you guys something, man. If we get a faction of Roddy, Kyle, and the kingdom, fuck, man, I might die and go to heaven, bro. This is <laughs> this is what I'm talking about. This is for the real. I was gonna say real shitters, but I was gonna say for the real, the real. <laughs> this is this is it, man. This is this is gonna be a faction of badasses. I don't know who's gonna cut promos for them, but this what, is, this Maria, is, right? Surely Maria is gonna come back around for this deal. Huh? Oh yeah, I forgot she was there. Maria. She she she's the ballet of the kingdom. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah, She'll then, do uh, for a while till Adam Cole eventually actually turns. Honestly, even keeping Maria in the act then would be fucking awesome to be. Yeah, fair. I think they should anyways. She yeah. cracks me up. She's, she's so good. She does. Yeah. That the last week then at that Ring of Honor pay per view and she was working the whole time. They didn't even have a camera on. Mm-hmm. She was just fucking just working for the sake of doing it. God bless. Real pride. That's I wanted them to come with like the name the Undisputed Kingdom, you know, and then Roddy's mm-hmm. coming out like he's like the tribal chief, but instead of like the 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 ro- the red thing he wears around it, he has like a since he's from Florida, he has like a Cuban chain on, and he has like the pendant is like somebody doing a backbreaker. He comes out in Florida Gator you know gear and all that. I just I think you'll rock, you know. I just this is the kind of stuff that we need to see. I can't wait to see where this goes. I'm really excited. Absolutely. Uh, speaking of Manny's excitement, this goes back to kind of earlier when we was talking about the, uh, you know, the things wrestlers should, should or should not put themselves through for the love of the game. Shoytown Spurs two dollars says the elite are just normal men, Manny. You know, they're not superheroes. These wrestlers, you know, they the hurt like you and I. You know, look, man, when, when you're a goat wrestler, like when you're when you're goats at something, you gotta be fucking weird or crazy. Look at Michael Jordan, bro. He's fucking crazy. Look at LeBron James is weird, bro. And you just, you, when you're weird, when you're great, you're just on a whole nother level. You just can't be a normal guy. We're we're not supposed to be able to just to like. This is some real shit. Keep going, Manny. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> keep, keep going. going. Keep going. I, I, I shouldn't. Ex- I shouldn't. Even like, like for for my footballers out there, I shouldn't be able to like have the same life as like Messi or whatever. You know, like I shouldn't be able to fathom what they do. You know. Manny said, "For my footballers out there, <laughs> fucking Messi just pulled over because he got the flagship on." Well, well, hold on a second. Manny's talking to me this time. <laughs> Manny, Manny wants to buy into superhero athletes, man. And uh, that's real shit. You know, he, he gives some, he gives some examples. You know, LeBron, Messi. Like, like you know? Look for CM Punk, for example, he's fucking crazy. He's one of the best wrestlers of all time. You talk shit, he just punch you in the face, like you know, Michael Jordan did to Steve Kerr. You know, LeBron James did it with freaking 
uh, Mike Sprosa. I mean, this is this is what happens, bro. It's like when you you shouldn't be able to like you know talk to normal people like that, you know. Oh, it is money the hooper man. Um, Tengu Ray five dollars. I appreciate you very much. Uh, gonna be flying from New Jersey to London for all in. How much singing practice will I need before the show? Honestly, quite a lot <laughs> because it, it, it still catches me off guard. Yeah, like yeah. they turn. It's not really chants. It's just songs. They will sing anything. At whatever's happening in the ring, it's great. Yeah, we are. Uh, yeah, we you have a lot of water. You don't want to oh, have really? a dry yeah. throat out there. I guess yeah, it gets rough. Make sure you bring your uh, your portable phone charger, your water, mm-hmm. you know, uh, all that clear, sort of stuff. Clear your album out on your phone because you're going to take videos and you don't want to be stuck yes. where you're like four hours into the show and it's hitting the main event and it's like low storage. It's like, oh shit, I've got to delete like seven apps. Take it from a real pro, yeah, <laughs> real pro, real pro. Yeah. Um, Make sure you come with a soccer jersey, you know, just stuff like yeah, that. Um, oh, that's hmm, that's interesting. Yeah. 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 Uh, the thing, bro, bro, bro's gonna, gonna roll yeah. into Wembley with Man United fucking shirt on. <laughs> oh my well, I was, I was thinking maybe like the Bullet Club soccer jersey or yeah. like. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say, it still kind of takes me back like, when there's that like, money in the bank, Joe. Like, they were coming up with songs for everything. Like, mm. The Cody Rhodes one, you know? <laughs> like, uh, it was a good time, man. I'm sure you would have a good time. Tengu, Tengu Ray. Um, safe journeys. Yeah, safe journeys, man. Safe journeys. It's going to be a big one. Um, and we got a few other super chats. Uh, Logan, the German Shepherd, one not in all. I should replace TK for on-air announcements. I mean, they're not quite as bad as they used to be, but he's mm. still no pro, you know. <laughs> you know, TK, he wants to announce his stuff, you know. It seems, you know, he wants to go out there and kind of, you know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't quite know how to put it. Um <laughs> I don't know if it's that complex, he just wants to say it. <laughs> yeah, no, that's what I mean. He wants to own it. I was going to put it a bit more... Um, I thought you different. were. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Wait, well, man, one more thing on this great stuff, man. I just... Matt Jackson shows hints of being an asshole, bro. I know he has it, and I don't know why he puts up this act of, you know, being a a good guy, bro. I, I, I know he I don't really think I he don't does. Think he does. <laughs> I don't know. It's the I, fans, Manny. I'm telling you. Matt Jackson necessarily, uh, like, I guess there is, there's always going to be conspiracies from people about, like, oh, this is what, this is what the books and the elite feed to this reporter and that reporter and mm-hmm. this is the perception they're trying, you know, create with the narratives that the friends put out, etc., etc. But, like, Matt Jackson himself, especially Matt, probably more so than Nick. Well, definitely more so than Nick. He don't. He don't try and be. A, he's a dick, you know. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. And then you know you got fucking Nick over there. They say don't do drugs. And when I look at Nick, I don't believe it. I said, "There's no way this guy's not high right now." Every time I see him, <laughs> incredible. The fact that you led into this with, I want to say say also about this great stuff. <laughs> Also, I have something related to travel, which is like completely irrelevant to our podcast, but I've just remembered it. 
Inter yeah. If you're traveling internationally, there's this app called Aerolo, and you can buy data, international data, for really cheap. And like, you don't have to get an external SIM or anything. You can just put it straight onto your phone, and it's fantastic. And I discovered it for my trip to Toronto, and it's really cheap. So, can yes. you use discount code WP? Because I just thought about it, and I was just like, I'll forget to talk about this. When is it going to Someone told me about it, and then. While we're plugging stuff, I guess, you know. <laughs> what the fuck? I was just trying to give some help for the If you're going to do, do a lot of walking in, uh, in, in the UK, these shoes, man, I just got these. <laughs> Fucking comfortable as shit. I'm happy to hear it, man. But anyway, moving on from the ads. Um, <laughs> Logan, the German Shepherd again. Tequestria is a beast. Me. Takeshita, Gunta equals Gold Trio. I tend to agree. I tend to agree. And uh, we've got another super chat, but we'll save it as it will be. It will be more relevant later when we get to it. But um, yeah, NJF, Adam Cole in the main event. Um, we did mention, you know, yesterday that we are all kind of hoping for FTR versus the books at Wembley. So, uh, you know, we was kind of wondering if, you know, if if MJF and Adam Cole are going to have to follow that, you know, but the show is going to be long enough. You would at least yeah. expect and hope that they can, uh, if they are going to run back FTR versus books, or that's going to be like, you can't follow that with pretty much anything that we've heard of being on the horizon, you know? Um, so yeah, you would have to either open it, put it in like the middle to break up the show or, yeah. you know, or main event with it. But it seems like MJF and Adam Cole are, um, that's the main event. It's going to be big time. I think the feud is only just going to uh, grow and grow from here. A lot of growing room with this, it seems, and it's already the, one of the hottest things I've done, maybe ever, to be honest, uh, at least for a minute. And, um, yeah, strength's the strength, you know. Uh, do, we all, do we all think MJF is coming out on top at Wembley at this I'm point not, moment? I'm not totally convinced, no, because... We've still got I time. I, so when you say you mean he's leaving the belt, right? To yeah. Clear? Yeah. I I'm not convinced because if Cole's turned and it kind of feels like I don't know, it feels like you mm. that, that's got to be in play, right? Especially if there's a big reveal with the faction that Manny was just talking about, which I'm not going to say the name of because it might get him too excited again. But I mean, <laughs> it feels like it could be the finish. It I don't could, know. Could, yeah, it could be. They could um, do that, or they could do MJF still using like the tactic he uses to win, and then that being what triggers Cole to eventually turn on him. I don't know. What if they just redo like the thing? You know where Adam Cole debuted at NXT when they attacked Drew Galloway or whatever. Yeah. They just do that, but you know, they just turn on MJF or whatever. You know. It'll be interesting. There's definitely a few ways they can execute it. Hopefully, they don't do. There's there's a few ways they can execute, it, which I think can be very well done as well. Mm. It's not like oh, there's only two ways to do it, and the rest all are terrible. You know, yeah. I think this is one of those stories where you can kind of go a few different ways with it when it comes to executing the turn. Um, I've only grew more and more bullish that Adam Cole has to be the one that does the turn. But outside of that, I think there's. A few different creative ways Adam Cole can do that. So, um, especially because you got you know Chicago has to be in mind too, right? You got pay per view the next weekend. It's like that's pivotal to this because there's it's probably easier to follow up with a second MJF main event than it is a Cole one. I think it's fair yeah. to say. So, 
That's part of this too. Um, but, MJF is probably the favorite for that reason. But if you do Adam Cole turns, like, what do you, you know? How do you set that up? Because I guess uh, I guess like they've only he's only lost once they tied him once, so I don't really know how you go on from there. Yeah, I would have sure. sure. order of my immediate kind of guess was, and it's not something that I've kind of been crafting. It's not like a pitch I've sat down with for too long, but you know, just the idea of you know MJF beats Adam Cole, you know, just about some somewhere where you know Adam Cole can feel slighted, but MJF don't actually do anything like knowingly wrong. You know, um, I don't know. It's because there's so many moving pieces at the moment as well, with, especially with outside people, you know. Um, but yeah, I'd have, I'd have MJF win the main event and I'd do the big turn like after, you know, like they're about to like, you know, oh, we're still friends, you know, like good match, you know, good game sort of thing. And then boom, Adam Cole, you know, Adam Cole with Roddy, Adam Cole by himself, Adam Cole with the Kingdom, Adam Cole with Roddy and the Kingdom, Adam Cole with Carlo Riley and Roddy, Adam Cole like um <laughs> like I said, there's multiple ways you can go about it, you know. What if he just loses uh, everybody? That's uh, that was one of the things I suggested, yeah, like all of them, you know. Um I, I'm because I'm convinced now if they if if it isn't Adam Cole turning, then I think they just fucked up this whole thing. Because I I'm I'm not interested yeah. in <laughs> I'm not interested in seeing MJF be a heel ever again. Well, but ever again, but yeah, not in not in the near future. Yeah, I get you. Ever again's a little much, man. He's like twenty six years old, bro. Oh, look, man. I, if I never had to see him cut like a, a you people or like city promo again, I'm, I'm good. Bro. I just rather him, you know, yeah. just come and rile up the crowd and just you know mm-hmm. tell us that yeah. stories, you know. I think it's yeah. fair to say that uh, many of us are very much over the you pause this damn city. Uh, promos that he's doing when he's kind of just doing his week to week heel shtick, you know. Um, Trust the process. Four ninety nine says, "Do you think Tony will want to end all in on a happy celebrity? No. If so, would that would cross off any MJF heel turn and win? Um, I think you'd want to end it on a moment, whether that's like for yeah. a baby face or a heel, like a really substantial moment. Like I think that moment that I just kind of loosely laid out, I think that's something that like fans would remember, like in for a very long time. You know, um, a big, huge heartbreaking turn that no one, you know, well people even expecting. You know, and, yeah. Uh, that's, that's definitely a way to, to close fair, a pay per view. You know, Tony's pretty big on the kind of tragedy too at the end of the show too. Yeah, so, yeah. man. Crosses, I guess you have been watching Ring of, Ring of Honor. <laughs> Ring of Honor is like a horror. Film. Don't, you, man, <laughs> you don't. You don't. have money. Don't even watch Ring of Honor. Yeah, <laughs> pay per views are incredible. Like, yeah. yeah. The, the one at WrestleMania. That to be clear, before I go any further, I actually. Have, also pop for the thing where the baby face like just fouls. I think it's actually compelling. There is definitely something to be said. The WrestleMania yeah. weekend show was incredible in that regard. It was like, my so, God, sometimes, crying. Sometimes, sometimes your heroes don't win. I mean, I watch it every time I see ROH pay-per-view. They don't win. It's just like it's just like Batman too, like the new Batman. Oh, Claudio Batman wins. Huh? Claudio oh. wins quite a lot. Well, Claudio is neither a hero nor a villain. He's just someone we used to... He's your hero, there. though. You know? Yeah. <laughs> just accepts it like yeah he is yeah. <laughs> oh, but yeah man uh, Tony he is fun he, he just likes I think it's just pretty fair to say whether it's tragic or 
you know, um, the epic win for the baby face. I think he just likes to end his baby faces. No, end his baby faces. <laughs> end his pay per views on a yeah, you know, a dramatic, a dramatic note. Yes. And I think, like I said, the kind of thing that I kind of laid out, I think is something that would be a very like historic AEW moment. You know, when Adam Cole turned on MJF in Wembley, and he did like the double turn at Wembley. You know, it's just yeah. uh, there's a lot it there. Is, you know, to the point though, I do think it is worth. It's, you definitely shouldn't write off the idea of. Uh, or out the idea that they that Max wins and Cole isn't aware of what happened. Maybe Max took a shortcut about Cole knowing, maybe or perhaps, and they mm-hmm. close that show with a hug and they do do a triumphant close because, in yeah, fairness, absolutely. it is a special show, right? I mean, it's a different kind of show, so I could see that for sure. Well, okay, so if say if Adam Cole turns, how would you feel if, as feel as if he's the top heel of the promotion? Because I feel like a lot of people won't like him as the top heel of the promotion. It's None of these things operate in a vacuum. Like, if you'd have told me that six months ago, I'd be like, absolutely not. But he's part of the hottest angle in the promotion, and he should clearly be the heel in that. You know what I'm saying? So it's Mm -hmm. like you have to roll with the momentum that's kind of that you emerges along the way. So I'm for it because of that. Yeah, sometimes it's not that black and white. Do you know what I mean? So (laughs) so, as you just said, it's it's the hottest angle in the promotion, and Cole obviously has played his part very well in it, and he is the heel. Whereas, uh, rather than looking at it, it's like, this guy's number one, this guy's number two, this guy's number three, do you know what I mean? He's just mm-hmm. going with the storyline and letting that kind of be as big as it should be, you know? Um, it's really just shit, but, man, what a come up for Adam Cole, you know? Fucking, you know, being in NXT, wrestling in small buildings, and then coming to AEW, stinking it up, but still being awesome. Like, you know, getting this totally accomplished thing, you know, being hurt with concussions. And then, you know, having one bad performance and then turning it around and then being a part of the hottest angle and main eventing the biggest show ever in wrestling history is, man, what a roller coaster for him. Yeah. Yeah, man, he's uh, definitely on the upward trajectory at the moment. And, uh, you know, this uh, this could very well be some of his, this probably will end up being his career's best work, which is saying something because yeah. he's done yeah. a lot and he's been around for a long time and he's always been a, uh, He's always been heavily featured in every promotion he's been in over the years. One of the things he was saying when he was coming up to his first total shot in AEW, he's been world champion in every promotion he's been in. Because he has. He's always been a big player. So um, We should have known he was main eventing when he was the one that announced. It's kind of funny because he's the one that announced Wembley. Yeah. yeah. So, um, folks, I have news yeah. regarding Ring of Honor. I have okay. a match announcement. Oh, no. In two weeks, Ring of Honor television will feature the following tag match. The boys versus Samoa Joe and Stokely Hathaway. Folks, we're back in business. Man, that writer strikes kicking his ass, man. You know if I... What? The boys yeah. versus Samoa Joe and Stokely I've Hathaway. I've heard that. It's just Manny's reaction uh it's kind of threw me off for a moment, you know. <laughs> just... Are you sure you heard it though? I did, I did, I did. I'll have to uh Think about it for a minute. I'll let, I'll let it marinate. Yeah. Yeah. Is this like when people are talking? Like, am I going to eventually look back in this and like when people said two, 205 Live was good and you don't, you never watched it? Is this what's going to happen with Ring of Honor? People are going to say Ring of Honor okay. was really good? Compared yeah. to current Ring of Honor, 205 Lit Live then had the viewership of like fucking 1999 Raw. <laughs> <laughs> it's just crazy. I will legitimately watch Stokely halfway in a tag team match with Samoa Joe is like unironically enticing. I'll watch this. 
Yeah, I can imagine it's absolutely your sort right off your rally, as we say over here. Yeah. It sounded um, insulting, but yes. Yeah, it sounded very spiteful. <laughs> it did. It sounded yeah. dismissive. Speaking of insulting. <laughs> Margaret, 499. Appreciate it. Dominic, Fury, Logan, and Joe Hulbert. Four best wrestlers under 30. Four young men with great physiques and great on the mod. Joe, you make me proud. <laughs> physiques is unnecessary. It's not this. It's compliment, Joe. Direction. It's but just by bringing it up, it's immediately insulting without intending to be, you know, it's tough. Mm. That's how you take it. That's how you take right, it. So, I mean, it's just you know, it's, all I wanted to do was share an exciting dynamic match announcement, and it, it feels like the tide has turned. Monty, you seem you seem upset about this news. Are you not excited about Stokely Halfway? Do you want to resubscribe? Do you want I'm pretty indifferent. I'll be honest, I'm pretty indifferent. Um, I noticed, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, shout out Stokely, though, you know. Um, yeah, no, I'm just Mr. Do you have any there. hot take on the ESPN list, Mummy? <laughs> what ESPN list? That was what that was referenced to, the comment from Margaret Thatcher. There was a, a oh, 30, yeah, 30 best wrestlers. I've not seen it. Okay, so there was the 30 best wrestlers under 30 and Austin Fury was in at three, so. Yeah, that bad. <laughs> oh, your audience, man. You're putting that out on the internet. That's crazy. Oh, it was Mark Ramondi too, who's oh. great, but he got the shit kicked up in Blessy's Oh, songs. man. You gotta be yes. careful. When you go into that list direction, you gotta really know. I, I don't know enough backgrounds to do one of those lists, you know? You just gotta know, no, but you gotta know perceptions. So I think, I think I could put together a list that wouldn't get too many people like absolutely disgusting. Only one way to find out. <laughs> The official Russell Pure is 30 under 30. It feels like, I'm not an expert on the scene at all, but it feels like a lot of the 30 would be Joshi talent. Because almost every top Joshi talent appears to be under 30 from my, under, from my broad understanding. Yeah, a lot of them won, you know. Yeah. So I'm guessing like MJF was like number one. I think he, he was, was, yeah. Yeah, because like, him not being number one, like, <laughs> the idea of pretty much anyone above him, like, in an ESPN article as well, sounds mm. like pretty insane. Yeah, no, he was number one. He was number one. Um, I mean, it's but now I've not seen it. I'll, I'll check it out just to kind right, of pop myself, you know. Right now, I just right now I just saw a video of Ozzy Open uh, coming back from their match yesterday, and Dynamite and Kyle Fletcher kisses Tony Khan on the head. God bless, uh, Gordon Brown. He's back. <laughs> Two dollars. Uh, appreciate you, Joe. Ignore the Tory witch. You're a reunion man. You are a reunion actually, man, aren't you? Joe? I am. I actually have a comment to make. Please, I'm not joking. Two different people DM me about why I was dismissive of Gordon Brown yesterday. Um, <laughs> I have no uh, conflict of Gordon Brown. Of all the super chat characters, he is most clear. He's clearly the one who is most fitting for my uh, branding. Isn't that being said? Huh? <laughs> It's, he's what? at least the least problematic, it seems. What are his yeah. politics? Man, he went only go in that direction. Just know that it's the most uh, fitting to the Bing Bong brand. So you need to know, Manny. But uh, I was so rats. dismissive yesterday because I was worn out and there was more political super chats. People messaged me and was like, wait, <laughs> is it a shoe? Power. You got a Bro, people, thought, people thought it was a shoe. I was very befuddled by this. I didn't realize things I said on a wrestling podcast were taken seriously. So, Gordon, Gordon Brown, Brown, you know, he's, uh, he's all right around here, man. Uh, yeah, he is. Fun he's fact, nice. not that fun, but just a fact. Oh, God. Uh, cool. my, my, good, my godmother was part of, you know, she was a MP at the time he was prime minister. Fuck. So, uh, what's MP? A member of parliament. No. Oh. 
Oh wow! You come from a political family. Not really. It's just my it's my godmother, so it's not like yeah. blood related to her. But, um, she is <laughs> clearly, you know. Uh, she's retired now. She just kind of uh, she's got a nice schedule, you know, winding down. Oh, works cool. works when she wants to. This gets is, paid I mean, very handsomely when she does, you know. Gordon must be wow, sitting there she... after sending his super check, and I've got my money's worth on this. We got. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, does she does she give speeches and all that, or what does she? Um, I don't think so. She she's she's been pictured in a few newspapers sat next to Gordon Brown in like yeah. the. Haven't we all? <laughs> <laughs> One of us. <laughs> <laughs> We've all been there, folks. Well, yeah. Um... <laughs> Gordon Brown, two dollars. Sorry for getting your heat, Joe. It's true. Someone was actually concerned. They said, wait, is it a shoot? I said, no, it's not a fucking shoot. But since, well, it's not on topic anymore, but it was. What's the old top five under 30? Is Jay White still under 30 or is he 35? No, he's 30 MJF. One of my favourites. We'll come up with five between us. I'm trying to agree somewhat. Daniel Garcia. Osprey's 30, I think. I thought he was still like 28, 29. I'm going to have to Google it. I'm I'm way ahead of you. Will Osprey is 30. Yes, turned 30 (laughs) on the 7th of May. Oh, shit. Just missed it, Chad. Just missed it. Uh, MJF is, of course, the easy one. (laughs) Um, Who else we got? Um... Uh, how old's Kyle Anderson nowadays? <laughs> <laughs> no, I genuinely I'm putting Garcia forward. Uh, yeah. Let me have a. I need to. Manny, this should be your thing, bro. You're the voice um, of the youth. It's, it's, you want it easy? I don't want to kind of. I take like, you, Mila. Yeah, and I'm trying. I was trying to think pure voice. Rhea Ripley. Um, yeah. Rhea Ripley's like 26. Yeah. She's, she's a superstar, yeah. Insane. Idiot um, Dragonoff, that's another one. I forget who's not um, even. I don't know. Would he be in my top five? Yeah. He'd be probably, yeah, he probably would, to be honest, yeah. Uh, yeah, sure you guys. Takeshita? Yeah. Takeshita's like 27, isn't he? Or something yeah. like that. Gallows. Um. <laughs> How old is CM Punk? <laughs> He's just, just outside of there. Just a bit outside, man. Just... Uh, Jamie Hayter, Tony Storm, or Billy... yeah. Tony Storm might be like. She might just. I know Jamie Hayter's in her twenties. No, Bandido's in his twenties. I think Tony Storm's twenty-seven. That's crazy. I feel like she's been around forever. That's incredible. Then like Joshi talent, you've got like uh, most of them. <laughs> I know yeah. say I know say is really young. Yeah, Tony Storm's twenty-seven. Yeah, got it. Yeah, let's go. Twenty-seven is. Cra- if, wow. When did she debut? She's been around for a minute, man. It's not like uh, it's yeah, it's kind of crazy. Anyway, like, when was like the yeah. May Young Classic? Or that was must be five years ago. It has to be. Yeah, like, she she's been good for a while. Then you know, maybe I'm related. was twenty six. There's a, yeah, there's quite a lot of names we just threw out there. So 
those are names that came to mind for yeah. me. And of course, there's a lot of Joshi and Puro talent. You know, you've got the Musketeers at the minute as well. Look, I think Yota Suji's like phenomenal. You know, uh, the uh, destroyed he's been able to make in the past few months. Uh, Show Illumino is really good as well. Um, yes, I'm not as big on Renderita. Um, mm. When I think he's if you if Yoya Imora gets his, you know, if he comes back from excursion. And uh, you know he gets kind of put on a platform similar to the Musketeers. I think he will yeah. show that he's uh absolutely right near the top. Then um, who else is there? Hmm. How old is uh is um Gabe Kid? Oh, he's he really young. young. Yeah, yeah, he's like twenty six or something. I think. I don't know if he's a top five candidate, but he's a very very good worker for his age. Yeah. Um, Tiffany Stratton's like. Yeah. Yeah, it's people have said her in the chat, and it's like, everyone knows all of Tiffany Stratton, bro. But, um, everyone knows. It's like, yeah, everyone, everyone knows, you know. Gordon um, Brown. <laughs> Gordon Brown knows all of Tiffany Stratton, you know. I wonder it's if like, Tiffany Stratton's really, like, she's phenomenal for how long she's been in the business, but it's not like I'm putting her next to, like, Rhea Ripley yeah. and MJF and, you know, the names that we've yeah. there and those people there, you know. I can't put her next to those She's names. very much, like, the raw ingredients right now. Right? Yeah, like, she's she's, she's great for how long she's been in the business. Absolutely. You know? yeah. Roxanne Perez is a great talent for how young she is. Yeah. Um, I wonder how many times this is when they were making the list, they forgot how old Orange Cassidy was and he snuck onto this list. Probably not often because probably, they probably do a Google search, but <laughs> I can tell you often if you want. I think we kind of like, I feel like we covered the kind of a lot of yeah. the big hitters, except for, you know, I'm sure there's a few Joshi and New Japan talent that we kind of uh, regrettably missed out on. Um, yeah. But yeah, there's a lot of young talent, really strong young talent in wrestling these days. Yeah. And uh, a lot of a lot of young people getting themselves over as well. They're not just good for the sake of it, you know. But anyway, that's uh, we was talking about Dynamite, wasn't we? <laughs> yeah, we are. Yeah. Um, I think we, I think we finished. Right? We, <clears throat> we missed. Nah. Quite we've a bit. No, we, yeah. There's, 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 we've missed like two <laughs> decent sized things, man. You know, uh, mm. we're nowhere near finished. Right? Um, the elite, they had, uh, you know, they, oh, they shit, had yeah. very much. You know, they uh, as soon as the graphic dropped earlier in the week or last week, you know, they're, they're facing Team TNA. You know, Jeff Jarrett, Jay Lethal, Satnam Singh, Big Pops on Twitter. Uh, and I understood why, you know, a lot of people are into this. The idea of Jeff Jarrett and Kenny Omega doing the dance, you know, it's uh, Satnam Singh getting in there with the books. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of pops in there. We was wondering though whether this would like lead to kind of more of a direction of where they'd be going for Wembley. Which to be fair, we didn't really get, but this was kind of a kind of a typical elite fun, you know, like a, a trios match with you know the a bit of shtick involved. Kenny Omega at one point got Satnam Singh got for a one winged angel. Unfortunately, he didn't get to hit it, but just the idea of that even being a possibility incredible. was incredible, you know. Um, Jeff Jarrett and Omega, I think, as Joe said on uh, on Twitter, they did the dance, man, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. They were in there wrestling. Um, <laughs> this was fun. This was fun stuff. After after the match, they kind of get on. They get on the mic and they kind of announce. You know, like you, as I'm sure you all know, with resign with the elite, and they kind of, you know, they get the pop out of that. Kenny Omega gets on the mic, says that we'll be seeing a lot more of them on Dynamite, Ring of Honor, Rampage, in heck, even Collision. 
but yeah, Charlie, in terms of direction for All In, we didn't really get much at all. But yeah. this was still, you know, feel good, feel good elite stuff, you know. Yes, always happy to see him. I will say with that promo, I was honestly kind of more surprised that he name dropped Ring of Honor than I was that he name dropped Collision. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like, really? I was like, Ring of Honor, when are you coming there? Like, I don't know, but I enjoyed this a lot. I was kind of like, I had my reactions to it because, again, I'm not sure this is the direction I would have taken the elite this close to Wembley, but it is what it is. And it was fun. And the vision of Matt, like, like telling Satnam to get in the ring and then immediately regretting it. It's just, it always pops me when he does that <laughs> with the big guys. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. I wish we did find out more about their Wembley stuff, but if the reports of them trying to figure out the FTR matches, what stopped that, then it is what it is. The Dark Order didn't appear, so I'll take that as an absolute win. Well, Charlie, mm-hmm. the building will be on collision if they're going to do that. They're not going to do this on Dynamite. I watch it all, so... I don't care. It was, I watch it was all. so aggressive, man. Calm down. You, I, we do, like, you do I, get quite weirdly aggressive with the collision yeah. stuff sometimes. Wait, you what? I didn't even, bro, you just punch your webcam. What the fuck's wrong with you? <laughs> Calm down, bro. It's in. You can throw your headphones down. What the hell? It's just wrestling, bro. Um, Take it easy. <laughs> Charlie, I'm notoriously known for not watching collision. Charlie, did you see Kenny almost pick up that end scene? That was pretty I crazy. Did. Charlie watches cool the matches. <laughs> <laughs> after he, after after Kenny did that, I was just sitting. I was just wondering how much does he like deadlift or whatever or whatever. I was like, man, how, how much does he squat? Mind the hooper, you know. Um, but yeah, man, this was, this was good times. Not really, uh, not too too much to say outside of that because, like I said, we didn't really get too much direction for Wembley. Or all out, or whatever they're going to be doing, you know, uh, storyline-wise going forwards. There is reports, of course, of um, you know, Young Bucks versus FTR being a plan that's being discussed for Wembley, and also on top of that, the Bucks wanting to get fully back into the tag team division after the big blow off with Blood and Guts and the Blackpool Combat Club the other week. So, um, I guess that's something we can look forward to. But we didn't really get much of it there. Uh, yeah. Joe, did you? Uh, what did you think of the? The party match, you know, the the elite, Honestly, the elite being the elite, man. And I don't know if this is uh, this is probably a crazy take, but I can only be honest. This is my favorite from the whole show. Um, this was joyous pro wrestling. This was so fun. Mm-hmm. It's such a celebratory feel, such a triumphant feel, especially with the the backdrop of them resigning. It actively felt like a celebration within the context of the show. Um, Satnet, the double the, when they super kick Satnam's legs out, and he. <laughs> And he folded over. Yeah. <laughs> I thought this was a hoot, man. I, I love this. It was, like, man. It was. They're so good at the party match and plugging this ridiculous act into it and doing the big Jarrett finish to close. Like, this was my favorite film. I, I thought this was just real fun. Really cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Manny, you looked like you was uh, getting a little bit fired up, reminiscing about that match. <laughs> what did I misread? No, I just like doing like the elite sign, the the, the, the elite. No, uh, I really want to see the the. <laughs> I really want to. See... <laughs> I wanna. I want to see Kenny Omega versus Jeff Jarrett. I think they would have a great match. From the little interaction yes. yesterday, it was fucking awesome. I'd like to see Kenny Omega hit that one winged angel on something. I'm seeing. Oh, I think he can it. do it, man. Think he, Bro, can do he, it. Took, he took that bookshot Larry and I jumped from my chair. I said, holy shit, he did it. 
Because you know, you know, you know, Heyman, you know, Heyman's a headhunter with that move, you know, and Jeff Jarrett's a soldier and he took it. So, you know, I'm yeah. proud for him. It, it pops me every time they do these long finishes with Jarrett and then Leaf West to roll back in to get pinned. <laughs> every time it's funny. <laughs> Jeff has been pinned like twice, I think, in the whole run. What a, what a pro. Real. Incredible. Very real. Yeah, bro, bro. They're throwing up Christian gang signs. That's what they do. The elite. Yeah, man. Um, uh, so I was at Newton. Uh, $2 from Boy Gravity is only 25 I mean, good for him. You funny sword. Uh, Big Ben's 499. <laughs> MJF wins. MJF call hug. Confetti. Suddenly lights go out and we see Gravity Moon walk into the ring to confront MJF sitting up all out. Thoughts? Gravity's got quite the fan base in our super chats. I don't know. It's quite something, isn't it? You know? I mean... It's a good fit. I guess. Match on 84, 199. Would a Punk Kenny match headline over MJF Cole? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> it would, but I, I honestly... We, we were talking about this a little before we went on the air, but... Needs more time. Yeah. Like, yeah. FTR Bucks is easy. The story's there. They're 1-1. One, one, so... At this point, let you know you can do other things with Kenny and Punk at Wembley. That that deal is like that's the culmination of a whole arc and block of TV. I feel like so. so yeah. I might be, I might be crazy for thinking this. Yes, but, you are. So, <laughs> so yes, the big match is Kenny and Punk, and like I would be super excited for. It, but the fact that I think the bigger match is CMFTR versus the Elite, just in that trios match, which big I think match. is. And, I wish it's happening in the arena because I want to see what a full-blown 80K, 90K people would react to this tag mm-hmm. match and what they'd be chanting or what they would be. Yeah. Oh yeah, it would still it would still be like unbelievably like pornography, you know. <laughs> I think it's, I would uh, be. It's just it. optimally, you know, it would be. You'd give it some more time and you'd do like mm-hmm. a full, you know, uh, you that would have to be, I think, one of those feuds that like engulfs the whole promotion. You know, yeah. like, yeah. full on, you know, you don't have to do like an invasion angle, you know, <laughs> but fucking, you know, hey, you know. Be, can you imagine like a dynamite <laughs> closing with, with CMFTR hitting the ring and if they had like a fucking elite banner or some shit, you know, I mean, this is this is the kind of grab some Spray paint for, the eggs in the middle. Yeah, like, say where the, you know, you could have uh, Excalibur or someone on commentary getting like offended by it. I and mean, there's some grabs you mm-hmm. can do with this. Is If you do, if you are confident going this direction and everyone's on board, this should be like the biggest thing they ever do. So, right. business, big money. They, they, they could like, it depends how much they want to like go into it, you know? Like, they could, because there's, there's levels they can take it to, yeah. you know? Um, because obviously there's a very big like, ideology with wrestling difference, you know? There and that can, <laughs> that can, of course, spin into many things, you know? Imagine. Dax out there with Cornet, you know? Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ima- imagine like, step there's levels, <laughs> you know. You know, you know how uh, Punk is doing his like Hogan shtick, right? A Hollywood Hogan shtick where he's just doing all this. Like imagine like instead of like adding members to like CMFTR or whatever, they just add people to collision. That's like their version of the NWO. So we just get more wrestlers on collision like that. Just recruiting people over. And he just wants to get the kingdom in on the angle. <laughs> so I, in, yeah. I, I see uh, Hart say, what about Hangman, bro? Oh, Hangman should be nowhere near this, man. You know, Let's keep this to the... Yeah, I think uh, they're the just pro. talking about what's Hangman going to do at All In. Because oh. no one really talks about it. 
I mean, I'm him saying, and no, Shingo's no. in town. Just do the Shingo match. You have been, you have been uh, petitioning for that one. Um, I have. One I that can I co-sign. See. I can co-sign that one. It is definitely something I'd be, uh, I'd be happy to see. You know, but uh, it is, it is interesting, isn't it? You know, not many people talking about Hangman's potential match at Wembley. You know, it's not exciting. You know, it's not exciting. You know, people, you know, there's no one that's interesting for him to, to wrestle. This. Such a no, freak. there's plenty of interesting people for him to wrestle. It's just the case that we're like three weeks away and you can't really build to any of those matches. Look at Manny. Charlie, don't give him a real answer. He doesn't deserve <laughs> you explaining it to him. He doesn't want to listen. He's grinning at me. He knows what he's doing. Look at him. Uh, in an uh, ideal world, I would have done the Jay White hangman match at Wembley, but ooh. it is what it is. They made, I mean, what's Jay doing? That may be the match, you know. Maybe, it's, maybe. it's feasible. It's feasible. What if we just um, Joe and Hangman? Yeah. Um, oh, you threw me off, man. You know. Um, <laughs> you know, you're just thinking of sequences in your head, like what's gonna happen. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, keep, keep the super chats coming. We're gonna keep. Uh, we're gonna get back to them. We are going to get back to them. So keep them coming. Um, but yeah, we spoke about the elite. You know, they've resigned. We spoke about that yesterday. We touched on it just now. Uh, very much party feels, typical elite stuff. Very much what people love about the elite, especially their biggest fans. You know, you know. Again, hopefully we get kind of more of an idea on screen of their direction to Wembley. You know, so um, looking forward to it. And I guess the only other thing to talk about is that we'll also spin into another conversation. Is um, Shida Hikaru Shida is the new AEW Women's Champion. She won in the main event versus Tony Storm to close AEW Dynamite 200. Definitely going to be one of the, uh, you know, an, another page in the history books for AEW. Uh, the match itself was, you know, it, some people did criticise it. A lot of people enjoyed it. I thought the closing stretch was pretty strong. Um, not the worst showing from either woman, but not their greatest match of all time or anything. But I don't think I don't think they let anyone down per se. Um, but yeah, this is this was more about the moment, you know, the moment of Sheeda winning the title and just making that booking decision of putting the belt on Sheeda, you know. Um, and I guess we'll, you know, we'll, I want to get kind of more into the reign that Sheeda could potentially have after. But as a match, you know, it's uh, the ad breaks, man. Like, yeah. I think. And I think Manny watches the Fort TV feed as well, but um, I know obviously me, Charlie, and Joe will watch the Fort TV feed, so we get to see in full screen like what they're doing in picture and picture. And there is many people in AEW who, unfortunately, are very guilty of when they know it's in picture picture, they kind of you know take a bit of a break, you know, and <laughs> they kind of take it off, and uh, you know, and that can kind of really halt the momentum, especially with like the live crowd and stuff, you know. Yeah. And uh, I did notice that I think this went through like one or two ad breaks, you know. So um, it was definitely one. Yeah, there was, there was no definitely at least sure. one. Um, and it was noticeable when we was yeah. in one, and there was definitely the match did have its laws in that sense, you know, where it just kind of everything kind of just slowed down. There weren't much happening. There weren't really much crowd engagement. Um. I mean, it has to be said, me and Joe were talking about this earlier. Soraya on the outside, she was working those people, man. She was uh, she was doing a thing. She was uh, doing some good heel shit on the outside, working the crowd up, trying to get something out of them when they were going really quiet at parts in the match. But 
Yeah, man. Sheeda, new AEW Women's Champion. Charlie, do you believe this is a step in the right direction? I think if they follow it up correctly and build the momentum and have her do some cool stuff, then yeah. Like, it does feel like they're hard resetting the um, division. And that can only be a good thing because it's been a bit all over the place, as we've talked about in previous weeks. So. One way of putting it. Yeah. The, the nice way of putting it. Very um, British. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I'm happy for Sheeda, man. Like, she, like, it's one of those things to say, like, someone deserves this moment, but she really is one of those people that deserved a moment like this on, like, a show like this. So I don't, I think it was a really good choice of them. Yeah, you know, that sentiment of Sheeda deserving this sort of moment has definitely been echoed throughout uh, the past, you know, the past few hours because as many people already know, Sheeda was a very, very strong champion in the pandemic era of AEW and uh, her, you know, kind of similar to the case people make for Drew McIntyre over in WWE, you know, like he'd done, his, he'd done a lot of his big reign on top, like in front of no fans, you know, so it would be really nice for him or Sheeda in this case, her, to get this moment that she got last night and it seems that she's going to be going into Wembley as champion as well which is in front of more fans than people 99% of wrestlers ever get to wrestle in front of so um, this is really nice feel good stuff Uh, Manny what do you make of the actual decision of like you know Sheeda being made world champ because I know that you was a fan of Tony Storm right Uh, it was cool I'm glad that she got the title that all Nothing to say about Tony dropping the bell or what? Why does he go so quiet when he talks? Didn't even ask about the match, just the moment and what's going to happen next. Uh, I don't know what's actually going to happen next. I mean, yeah, I I don't even know. It's like usually you can tell what's going to happen with all the other divisions, but with the women, like the women's division, you really have no idea what's going to happen. So I, I just I. I, like I said, I don't know. I think I think it's really cool that she have won yesterday. He's malfunctioning, you know. Like, <laughs> you ask him about women's wrestling, he just breaks. Like, it's crazy. Look at him. look at his shoulders start shifting. <laughs> what did you think of the match, man? You know, you know, I said it sucked, but I mean, I don't know. How much of it did you watch? <laughs> I saw like oh, okay, I'll say what did I say, but you know, I, I saw like the first it was a five. Twelve-minute match, huh? It was like a twelve-minute match. Yeah, okay. I, I told him that I saw like the first five minutes, and I realized, oh man, they. I thought they they're not gonna go for like a cool epic like that, like a quick epic. I thought they were gonna go. So I said, fuck, I'm just gonna make some cereal or whatever. And I came back, and she was went held the title up. So hopefully, you know, they uh, they rebuild and come back stronger for this because I, I she does awesome and. She shouldn't like you know. It sucks that she's gonna have to recarry the division again, like she did during the pandemic. But at least she's gonna do it in front of fans. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's gonna rule. Absolutely, uh, Joe. Of course, we uh, we spoke about the possibility yesterday. Uh, we on screen, yes. correctly predicted that Sheila would come out on top of the belt. You know, yep. Charlie was wrong. Um, Rob was wrong. You know, but me and Hall, but. We, uh, yeah. as always, we was right again, you know. Um, yeah, man, what do you think of this uh, booking decision? And the match I itself, like if it. you want to touch on that. The match was pretty good. They struggled for rhythm early. And yes. they were struggling to find the, the kind of, the, honestly, the right approach to a 12-minute title match. Because 
the right way was honestly a shootout, I think, and just wrestling with big time urgency. Um, and they didn't do that at the bell, and, and they kind of it took them a while to get the people. Honestly, I know people hate interference and stuff. I thought all of the theatrics and shenanigans got the people really in, involved in the match. So I actually they worked in this occasion to the point where by the time she'd won, it felt substantial and felt you know big because it was easy to assume she was done on that final false finish. So. Yeah. Uh, in the end, they got that to say, I thought it was pretty good. As for the decision, um, I think it was necessary. Here's the deal. If your intention is to reset the division, there is no better way to do that than to signal to the audience, we're, we're, we're starting again. Okay? And she does what I do. That's not Tony Storm's fault. She's a victim of circumstance. Mm-hmm. It's hard to be sincerely, like, super optimistic because it feels like we've done this dance before in terms of, the, you know, we're starting again. Yeah. But you can only, I mean, we can only judge that as it happens in the coming weeks and months. Like, the one thing I would say is, while we all know Sheeta's capable of having great matches, I hope they don't use Sheeta as champion as an excuse to just be like, well, we'll just book her in matches and it'll be fine. Because while that is true to an extent, she will generally have good matches, that is not going to solve the core problem of a lack of story focus and character focus. Like... So that's my one concern with Sheeta, which isn't her fault, and to be clear, she's great. But my concern is that from the booking side of things, they just go, just match graphic for Sheeta, she'll deliver. Because she usually will. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that's the fix, you know what I'm saying? So I just hope they give her stuff to work with from a story perspective also. Um, part of me feels bad for Tony Storm. I mean, I feel yeah, like she's yeah. had, yeah. had two title runs, and both of them just kind of you've been cut from under her. I guess that's how you say it, cut from underneath her. So, yeah. I mean... I just don't know how she's, she's had the belt twice and uh, she just has any momentum where she's come out more hurt than before. And uh, I don't know. I just, I, I like her as a heel. I think she's like, it brings out her personality more, but I think it really hurt her matches. And I think that's why people are ready for take the belt off because the first time when she was a baby face, she's having incredible matches and people were fighting every week to get her to be the world champ and said no interim stuff. So, I mean, I I, yeah. I don't know. I, I just feel I it kind of sucks to be Tony Storm in this position because she's going to go into Wembley, the biggest show of the year, you know, as a champ, and now she's not. And I wonder now. I wonder what she's going to do. Or she, I know I think she's going to be on the show because obviously she's from there or live there. So she's not. She's, huh? she's not from here, though. <laughs> of a solid. Oh, live you know. there. <laughs> she worked the Indies. Yeah, I mean, NXT UK, etc. You know, so. yeah. I just because I thought she was going to be in a big spot, and now she's just going to be on the undercard. You know. So. No, I think um, I still think the direction will be. I think she'll be. I think she'll be in some form of rematch. Ideally yeah. for me, I think it would be a singles match with Sheeta, just run it mm-hmm. back. But I think there's a very, very strong possibility that we get some sort of like four way or something. Um, yeah. Which I wouldn't be like mad at because at the end of the day, if like say Thunder Rose's fit, you know. You, you'd probably figure her into it somehow. Um, so that would be like, that's free, you know, then Britt Baker, you know, <laughs> um, that would be interesting, you know, but uh, we could, uh, it wouldn't surprise me if we do see something like that. But yeah, kind of want to talk about the division. Obviously, Joe, you kind of touched on it with your thoughts and uh, the fixes for it and just kind of hoping, because we've always, we've always said when the divisions came up, it's about focus, you know. The wrestlers, mm-hmm. they've got the talent there. They've got the pieces. They just need to put them together properly, you know. 
Uh, they've got they've got they've got a couple of women that can cut promos. Granted, they haven't got loads, you know. But uh, <laughs> there's not actually that many wrestlers in general that can cut like great yeah. promos week yeah. to week in, to week. You in know. In fairness, money to that point, shit. You know, people in the chat rightly pointed out, Sheeta can talk, and yeah. beyond that, she has like a genuine cool factor. Sheeta, right? It's not like we're talking about someone who's just like a bell bell and that's it. Like Sheeta <laughs> can cut promos and she has cool factor. So. There are they have got some range in that division. I agree, carry on. Yeah, yeah, so they've got they've got a fairly they've got a very very talented division in terms of in ring. They've got a fairly talented division in terms of like characters and mic work as well. So again, they've got the pieces there. They just need more focus. Uh, maybe a few more, you know, expert hands involved or something creatively. Just focus. That's always a word that comes up. Is focus, 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 focus. Um, but yeah, if it seems like Charlie, it seems like it's gonna be something involving Tony Storm for Sheeda at Wembley. But um what are some sort of like matchups you wanna see her have in, in this second running in front of fans this time as well? I want her and Tony to have the rematch and mm-hmm. to like hit more heights with it. Because I feel like there was definitely more they could have done with it. Um other women I wanna see Sheeda wrestle. I wanna see her have another match with Riho. Like, I feel like that's a really obvious choice to go back to, but they're always going to have a good match. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Chris Statt is currently um, TBS, TBS champion. That's yeah. another match that I, I would enjoy a lot. She's back, yeah. Um, Manny. Willow. Manny. Oh, no, <laughs> no. Like... We're not just moving on from that. What do you mean, bro? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Manny's never beaten the allegations. No, no, I know, I know, I know, no, that's not what I'm mean. I know that part. No, I know she's back. I was just messing around like you never see her. They did an angle, you know. What? He came out collision. It wasn't even rampage. It was collision. Oh, I, I agree, but I would. I think Manny was simply trying to dunk on creative rather than doing an, another, uh, another uh, ignoring women's division. Listen, play, Joe, right, I think it's fair to say. That Manny's in no folks. position to walk those lines, you know. He can't <laughs> walk those tight ropes. He hasn't got the reputation, squeaky clean enough to do. I agree. You know? I just, you know, I'm just. <laughs> you treat Collision like your A show, and you don't even know what happens on it. Yeah. Well, he doesn't watch the shows. <laughs> you know, I, I just watch whatever CM Punk comes on after that. Life's a blur. I mean, I don't know what else happens. Life's a blur. Uh, you are something else, a really good show, we need yeah. to we need to really yeah. develop this uh this condition all this negativity towards me about one's wrestling i give five stars to you know willow and athena that's it then this job done manny oh. don't worry about it <laughs> bro that's that's the that's the that's the wrestling that's the women's wrestling equivalent of i'm not racist my mate's black you know like that's, <laughs> that's exactly, <laughs> that's exactly. The exact same thing you know, <laughs> it's uh, gonna be 2030, and Manny's gonna go, Listen, that Athena Willow match, check the spreadsheet. I don't <laughs> fucking, yeah, where's, where's my girl Serena D, man? You know, she's fucking, she rocked, man. Where is she? I need yeah. animals. Well, I don't know, maybe she comes back for him. Oh, now you're talking. You know, she just like Bret Hart. You know, there you go. We did. She just came up with Manny Broppy spreadsheet, but Athena and Sheeta is definitely saying to explore once. She quote tweeted. Yeah, yeah, she she quote tweeted the tweet, and I almost passed out. Um, I mean, that was a moment for me. You know, if we like, I want to be careful her because we don't want to. I'm not trying to move past Sheeta's reign, but now that Willow didn't win it at Death Before Dishonor, 
it'd be something to be like, you know, that could be where you end up. Willow could end up winning the belt from Fina in like <laughs> a year, you know? If you're a Brit, yeah. you know, she's a good bit of British, <laughs> British meme history, you know? Manny talking about women's wrestling, you know? Um, <laughs> quite, I can have quite, a, quite the same, you know? I can have objective conversations about this stuff, you know? Just. I'd love to hope, considering you're on these podcasts with us, you know, it's uh, mm-hmm. not everything's a bit, you know, not everything's life and bit. So, there you go. Mm. Mm. Well, yeah, man. Uh, <sighs> Shida, I think uh, I did. I said yesterday. Uh, Joe mentioned as well. It's um, you know, this does feel like it's going to be like a reset for the division. I've got absolutely no complaints about Hikaru Shida kind of leading that charge in the reset. And uh, Tony Storm, she was more than solid in this reign. And as Joe said again, you know, uh, she's kind of been a victim of circumstance. So I do hope she is, like, very heavily featured going forward, you know. Um, Because, yeah, like, you know, again, as Joe said, you know, this was kind of, there's no better way of signaling a big reset than doing something like what you've done last night. And again, Tony Storm is just kind of a victim of circumstance in that. Although her part in the division has actually been one of the actual highlights of it, you know. Yeah, um, but the thing is, the I think Tony's actually been great within the outcast from a character and personality point of view, as Manny talked about. Mm-hmm. But the issue is perception is reality, and fair or unfair, the outcasts have become the face of the frustration with this current version of the division, right? So it's like mm-hmm. you have to kind of new you lick a paint, fresh lick a paint, and start over, and it's that's not always <laughs> fair to the people that. Are, that's just the way. I mean, there's a million and one title changes that fit that bill through history. It just as long as she's factored in moving forward, that's the best you can do. A few people mentioning Jay Cargill in the chat. Bro, uh, Jay Cargill versus Sheeta. Trust the process. Cody Willis says I miss Jade. Jade's a really interesting one because um, you know, we joked about it either yesterday or earlier in the week or last week. We saw you, bro. Fans were like tweeting a lot like, when you're coming back. No, please come back. Please come back. Mm-hmm. And she just like quote tweeting. I'm like, no, you know, like she's, um, you know, she seems, she seems at least that at the time that she, you know, she stepped away after she dropped the belt, she seemed pretty, you know, kind of like over wrestling for the minute, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tony Khan was asked about, was actually asked about a boy. I believe it was Mike Johnson in the PW Insider interview. Uh, I may be wrong, but it, it is definitely something Tony said recently. When he was asked about Jade, it, it didn't. It wasn't kind of a thing where it was like, you know, she'll be back soon. Blah blah blah. It was like, you know, we, we uh, you know, she's took she took some time off, and we appreciate all the contributions and da 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 da. Like it was very um, man, that would know. be <laughs> one. That would be the craziest wrestling career ever, right? Mm-hmm. Undefeated, lose once, get out of there. Eighteen month title reign, did it? Lost once, said fuck this. I respect it. That's real grabs. God bless. Hell of a win loss record. <laughs> yeah, Jay Cargill, of course, huge star. Uh, mentioned, I think, uh, trust the process. Mentioned, like, you know, is she really not going to be on Wembley? It's like uh, at this point, I'm pretty confident that she won't. But you never know. You know, yeah. I'm sure yeah. if Jay Cargill fucking calls up Tony tomorrow, like, yo, get me in the mix. Read it, you know. <laughs> um, that could definitely change because, of course, she's a, she's a big star. She's a great, you know, she's a great presence, and there's still loads of untapped potential with her. So, um, for sure, yeah, yeah. Uh, trust the process says Jade is definitely a WWE tampering target. 
Um, yeah, probably. <laughs> See how that one plays out. It didn't seem like that was a... I could be completely wrong on this. I'm maybe talking about time. Jada's kind of talked about it not being the best marriage, right? Her and WWE because... Yeah, yeah no, been... she said that the schedule and that doesn't work yeah. for her, but, you know... That was a that was a while ago she made those comments. It was so. for sure. I think it's also probably, at the same time we mentioned as well. It's like she's her and her um husband boyfriend. You know, like they're they're more than financially set. So it's not right. like she okay. she's doing this out of wanting to do it. So if she does do yeah. it, she's gonna have to again want to come back and do it. Not like oh, I need to go back to work because she don't need to. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck to her, man. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. You gonna say something, man? I, feel like no, I mean, I'm pretty sure. I mean, I'm pre- I don't think I don't think we're gonna see Jade again. I mean, I'm pretty sure she just saw what happened during Tower, and it's, it's not even worth it. I, I think mean, we it, will, man. I, I, I hope we do. Her, because... her, I, bet, I, bet, I understand her frustrations. Like they didn't give a fuck about her title run when she had it. I mean, they didn't really do anything interesting. They didn't build anybody up, and then you see what happened to Chris Stantland, or she she beat her, and then after that she. She isn't doing. She, she's not even on TV till like this week, and she's wrestling Mercedes Martinez, another wrestler that's not even on TV all the time. So I mean, I would, uh, I would say like, you know, obviously she needs to do what she wants to do, but as a fan, it would be a shame because I thought her work was actually progressing quite noticeably yeah. this year. The issue in the last block of her reign was it felt like creatively they'd kind of stopped caring about yeah, it. Right? They were just, they were just waiting. Yeah. yeah, like I remember there was a couple, um, the Battle of the Belts matches. Yeah, it was, a, do you remember, it was Billy, and was the second one Sky? Sky Blue as well, I think. Yeah, yeah. and it was like noticeable. We had about ten minutes, and both matches I thought came out pretty well. Uh, mm-hmm. Obviously, relative, she's still like a baby in wrestling, so it's like I I thought her work was getting there slightly, bit shortly, but yeah, it's just a matter of none of the pieces ever came together at once, did they? With Jade, it was always like different parts of it. Yeah. The Stokely thing was promising, and that fell to the wayside. The baddies thing was pretty. It's, it's tough. I don't know. Mm, interesting times, you know. But uh, yeah, definitely an interesting time for the division. Of course, Jade is a huge star and would be a huge part of it if she does decide to come back. Uh, other people who are waiting to come back would, of course, Thunder Rosa. That seems like that's getting closer and closer. Um, it'd be really nice if she could make Wembley, you know. Uh, her time out has been very interesting, especially like when she first went down and. You know, she didn't. She didn't do the uh, the title match or whatever. And you know, there was all like kind of, you know, even like her, even her co-workers, and never mind the people on Twitter and stuff accusing her of like, you know, not really being injured, and she's just doing this for this reason or that reason. It's like, bro, she's still out. <laughs> like her back yeah. was, her back must have been in a really bad way, and um, she probably shouldn't have even gone as long as she did. You know. Um, judging by how long she's been out for, because I remember the talk was like, oh, she might be back around February. Probably it's August 4th. Well, it's August 4th in the UK. It's August 3rd for uh, our US friends. You know? um, But, you know, she's back training, you know? And uh, hopefully she's back soon, because she should... Her comeback, I think, should be, like, presented, like, really, like... um, There's some business to be done there. Yeah. Yeah. That should be uh, presented in a really big way, you know? Because, you know, in kayfabe and on screen, she's like, you know, she's fucking, like, she is like, like she is the women's division as much yeah. as pretty much Britt Baker is in that sense. You know what I mean? Like, she is the, she's the yin to her yang. Do you know what I mean? Like, she's, yeah. that's, that's the, that's the rivalry of the division. You know what I mean? Historically, anyway. 
Absolutely. A minute ago, you used the, the word we're talking about. Joe, you said she's capable. Thunder Rosa is an extreme example of that. Thunder Rosa's best is phenomenal. Unfortunately, mm -hmm. it became few and far between by the end of her run, right? She became increasingly inconsistent. And hopefully she's feeling better physically and some things are kind of figured out internally. She should be a player in that division. She's very, very yeah. capable of being a player. She's done it before, so hopefully it works out. I like Thunder Rosa at that, man. Also, you, like, you know, as uh, as you guys can probably tell, I've brought her up a couple of times, you know what I mean, unprompted. But no, I think I think she's great, man. Um, she's relevant to it, man. She was the champ. <laughs> and like, as, as I kind of touched on, I think people kind of unfairly like were pretty uh, brutal perception-wise yeah. towards uh, uh, yeah. last year. One, no of those, on one of those, I was going to say, one of those people <laughs> definitely not on screen, giggling away now, you know. Um, but yeah, man, Shida, hopefully she can kind of lead this division or at least be the champion of a division that is uh, on an upward trajectory because uh, this did yeah. feel like a, this did feel like a signal and uh, they've, like I've mentioned multiple times already, they've got the pieces, you know, they have got the pieces and no one can say, oh, they haven't got enough good women. They ain't got enough good workers. They ain't got enough of these. Like, they've got the pieces there, bro. You know? Same with WWE. Like, that's a whole other conversation, especially with like, the SummerSlam card changes and stuff like that. Yeah. But both companies, both top two US companies have great women's talent, you know? Fuck, even Impact. They've got like, really good women on their roster, you know what I mean? Trinity is the current knockout champion, for fuck's sake. Like, they've got strong women there. There's more than enough strong US women's talent out there signed to companies that companies are just not really doing justice by at the moment so i hope that changes industry-wide not just in aw to be honest yeah um yeah yeah man go women <laughs> yes <laughs> man eh? no no i'm not gonna say Your what thoughts? Gonna say you said that <laughs> <laughs> what are you gonna say <laughs> the fuck? i was gonna say i mean <laughs> I was just gonna critique Anna J and uh, Sky Blue, <laughs> Sky Blue match. Why? <laughs> I was gonna say, how many times have we seen that match? I mean, fuck, I, mean, I feel like I've seen that match like a hundred times. All right, man. Anyway, okay. again, go women. We have to call it cleanse the pally after after that. Anyway, uh, well. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go again. Willie four ninety nine. Shida was uncharacteristically unable to meet the moment last night. Unfortunate. Also, who you got for the real world's title on Saturday, Paul or Diaz? I'm going for Diaz very unconfidently because I feel like that's the I real see. thing to do. You know, well, Diaz is, a, Sorry, Diaz is the definition of I don't give a fuck. Oh yeah, but I'm not. I'm not predicting Jake Paul to beat. I'm it's sorry. not the Anderson Silver fight, bro. Like, I backed Silver when really, in my heart of hearts, I knew which way that was going to go. <laughs> like, <laughs> I would love to be wrong, but I think Nate's going to get the shit kicked out of him. Yeah. Nate, Nate has that face and, like, demeanor. Like, he doesn't give a fuck, man. He's just here he, for the payday. He looks so washed against Tony, too. I mean, they both did. It was very sad. I don't know. I think he's finished. I, I'm, I'm, I don't think it's going to go well, but he's going to get paid, so God bless. Nick Day has to hopefully be on screen somewhere, you know. That's always been a pop for me over the years, you know. Um, Cody Willis, 199, appreciate it very much. Stoke for Fed Dead, great show over at Late Night Green. Will Monty be making a running? Uh, depends what day it is, and if I get the invite from the it's whole. About, it's in about 40 minutes, Monty. <laughs> Maybe, you know, I, I, might, I, might, I might pop in. I'll be in the live chat at the very least, you know. Trust oh, uh, the process, 34199. Punk White starts freeway for Punk's title. 
Oh. I think there's a big smile man who's going to be involved in this picture, but I don't want to. I just prefer singles matches, man. I'm... Yeah. I'm a, simple, I'm a simple man. One on one for the gold, you know? Yeah. That's mm-hmm. amazing. Um, Yuzora Heart, $5. Um, appreciate you as always. Does anyone know what they do with Hangman at Wembley? He has to be on the card, but it right, seems like books in the tag. And Kenny. Yeah, we've already kind of spoke about it. Obviously, this was from earlier, this super chat, but. Um, Charlie's, of course, she wants to see the Shingo match. I very much co-signed that, but um, Hangman's that one of those, you know, he's one of he's just one of those wrestlers that you can pair with anyone who's at a certain level in ring, and that's good enough for a pay-per-view, you know? It's, um, yeah. I don't know if he's going to have anything super story-related going in, because if we do get Books versus FTR, if we do get Takeshita versus Kenny, that kind of, unfortunately, is Hangman as kind of like the spare man, but you can kind of see a silver lining on that as, you know, he can kind of wrestle someone like Shingo and yeah. just get away with doing that, you know. Um, Ishii's in town too, right? I don't know, have Ishii and Hangar ever worked? Did they work when he did the when he was in Japan for that stretch, Hangman? I wonder. Hmm. I, 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 probably, I'm, I completely forget who he wrestled and who he didn't wrestle in that run. I wasn't watching at the time. Um, Ibu says right. pack... Jenny says Claudio. It's interesting. I mean, there's definitely some guys who are going to be in a similar spot, I think it's fair to say, right? Yeah. In terms of kind of outside of those signature matches. So I think the big thing Hangman is a win in a match that can rock. Kind of like. The, uh, <laughs> you know who else is in town that he's had a match with on Dynamite? <laughs> <laughs> David Finley. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, I really didn't. I thought you were going to say Shabbat, but... No, he is also in town. He though. is in town, yeah. Was that match remember. good with David Finley wrestled Hangman? Was that good? Because I have no memory of this match. It was like three, no. three, four, three stars. It, it wasn't great. I remember I remember, think, I remember being like, <laughs> why? <laughs> A lot, you know? Like, um... I, I, have, I don't... I don't, I don't... Did you guys... I, think, I, 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 I put this in the private chat, but did you guys see Lofisto's re, uh, tweet thread? Yeah, I just read it. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, it's uh, that's crazy, bro. I mean, Ooh. it's just what we're talking about right now. Huh. It's I'm not a very, in the live chat. It's not a very good look. Mm. Anyways, um, I'm looking for like an old conversation. <laughs> we had about Dave Finley. When was yeah. this match? Um. Sometime in June last year. Yeah. It was on the same show as Thunder Rosa versus Marina Shafir. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Real barrel of laughter that one must have been. Um, Funny as fuck. Manny, are we going to talk about these? Two? I don't know what the tweets are. Can we t- are these podcasts? Uh, I, mean, I mean, I can read you the thread she said. No, oh, I mean, I I can't, I can't, Manny's yeah, reading. I, yeah, I can't. I'm, just, I'm dyslexic. I don't know if you want me to be yeah. the one to read it. I'll, I'll read. I, I appreciate it, Manny. Thank you, mate. I'm free. I think we had a super chat about it. Okay. Well. At Lufisto. Uh, at Lufisto. Uh, here we go. Had one hour phone call with a current AEW talent. The woman who actually addressed the problems I did today were the ones sent home by Tony Khan. There was a meeting to shoot on Thunder Rosa that Khan intended. Before leaving, he reminded them that dot 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 their segments were the lowest. 
Next tweet was, when some girls arranged a meeting to talk about Baker's crew, one of them ran to Brit to let her know. The girls that wanted to address the problem were the ones punished. Things didn't get better, they got worse. The legitimate wrestlers believe Tony doesn't give a damn about women's wrestling and feel like they are going back to the Divas era. Ask me who the fuck I am. Tell me I'm irrelevant and that I'm doing this for attention. Call me a liar. Tell me to kill myself. You keep on closing your eyes and supporting human beings with shitty behaviour. Bring the messages of support and especially this phone call I received from AEW employees. This nobody did the right thing. Wow. She's uh, she's definitely had quite a lot to say recently, and she's um, it's kind of it's very interesting because of course it's been uh something that she's clearly been bottling in for a minute, or unless it's something that went under the radar that she's talked about on podcasts or something in the past, and we've kind of just missed it. Uh, I know yeah. that she's kind of hinted at things, um, but in terms of like coming out in the way that she has over like the past week, um, yeah. clearly got quite a lot of grievances, you know, um. Which, after our long conversation about the potential of the uh, AEW yeah, women's right. division going on an upward trajectory, things like this, of course, will be a uh, stumbling block if you know the uh, the locker room is as kind of toxic as it is being portrayed mm-hmm. by Lufisto, and obviously she's got first-hand experience. So, who are any of us to tell her that it's you know uh, exaggerated, mm-hmm. not true, or any of those things? But I'm sure. A lot of annoying people on Twitter and social media have been doing to her. So, you know, I hope it hasn't been a, too much of a backlash on her because she's just, uh, you know, she's just recounting her personal experience in the company. Do you know what I mean? Certainly. And uh, I don't want it to be another thing like uh, with Big Swall. You know, she just recounted her personal experience and how she personally felt about the running of, again, the women's division. And, uh, the reaction from a lot of the AEW faithful towards her was actually quite disgusting, to be honest. Yeah. Um, a lot of it was bad faith. A lot of it was just kind of being honest, you know. Um, but, you know, hopefully that it doesn't spiral into something like that with Lufisto right. as well, because that would be really unfortunate. But, um, yeah, man, women, <laughs> women's locker room politics in AEW, it's nothing new, Charlie. It's not, no. We hear about this sort of stuff too much and I just hope it gets handled in a productive way, honestly. I I don't really want to hear about it anymore, to be honest. Yeah. I have to say, uh, this is just a tweet and we haven't heard other stories, other sides of that Mm -hmm. story, but there was a meeting to shoot on Thunderose that that Khan attended is an insane sentence that needs to be delved in deeper because that is... I mean, that's basically unthinkable, if we're being completely honest about it. It's, again... There may be a million more things to the story. That may be a very unway, unfair way of framing it. We don't know. So, I could, But just on the surface, that's like... My yeah, it's a hell of an allegation, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's very, just, very serious. For everybody's sakes in this, I really hope that uh, he doesn't respond on on social media like he did with uh, yeah. Big Swole. Cause, uh, no, yeah, I can't. That's what I mean, bro. I'm uh, trying yeah, to see was, any of that shit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, because I don't think that was handled very well. And it very much like, uh, you know, like when Tony tweeted that about Big Swole, it very much validated like a lot of like what that that unfortunate side of the AEW fan base were like spewing out at that time. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Um, when Big Tony Khan comes out and was like, oh, well, her wrestling weren't good enough. It's just like, fuck. Like, yeah. Um, but yeah, man. 
Hey, look, I've been I've been saying for a long since like AW started. Like, I I really don't think he uh, cares about women's wrestling, and then the fact that somebody said it, and then there's people in the locker room that think that too. I mean, I I just don't really know where it goes from there because I feel like it was uh, pretty obvious, and I just don't know how you. How do you improve something like that when the guy in charge doesn't really give a fuck about it? So, I mean, yeah. that's the, mm-hmm. I mean, that was the elephant in the room earlier, right? And we all kind of referenced it. It's like we all think the world of Sheeta, but it's yeah. not about who's holding the bell, it's the approach to the whole project in general, right? To your point, Mary. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And I just, and then I feel, I honestly, I said it from the beginning. I just, I really feel like he just did it because he, he created this division, not because he wanted to. Uh, I just think it's because he had to, because then people would just be questioning him every time he did like one of these phone calls and people would be like, so when are you going to have a women's division? When are you going to have a women's division and all that? So I, I don't really want to spend like too much time on this. Cause I mean, it just, yeah, I just, I don't know. I just feel like this is going to be like an ongoing conversation. So yeah. Yeah. I'm sure it'll be, uh, you know, like, uh, like John mentioned, pretty serious allegations in part of that thread, and just the thread in total, and the whole interview and stuff that she's done recently is uh, there's a lot to kind of, um, you know, there's a lot to dig around and hopefully resolve there. So um, yeah, let's see how it all plays out, and then of course we'll all be hoping for the most positive of outcomes, you know. Um, but yeah, moving on. See more super chats. Appreciate Mario Judah for the uh the previous super chat I just had on screen. Mm-hmm. Uh Manson 84-1-99. Remember how Beast Hangman versus Cage was running back? That was very good. Yeah, it was. Yeah. The number one contenders match or something, or Hangman was ranked number one at the time or something. Right. Like that. Yeah. Uh, good stuff. Very good stuff. Um bruh, 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 two dollars. Uh, appreciate it. Run J White versus Punk all in while he's a face. Listen, bro, I'll, I'll take it. Absolutely. Pretty much any other punk singles matches that have been floating around as fan suggestions mm-hmm. I'll take, to be honest. Samoa Joe, Jay White, MJF, any of them. Um, yep. Obviously, the MJF match is out the window now. But um, Dunmas, $5. Jeff Jarrett calling Satnam a dumbass for standing on the wrong side during the entrance. Popma. There's a lot of pops with that team. Yeah. Uh, Masson 84199. Run Women's Champ Freeway at All In. The match mm. would be incredible. I don't know about the, but yeah. The but what'd you do about Miles? <laughs> right, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, feels like a cheat of getting out of doing natural match, you know? Um, yeah. Darren Walker, five pounds. Appreciate it. When Ishida versus Dave match for the title, it's crazy there's no creative for Serena. I think she's actually like out, out. I don't think she just like sat at home in perfect um, condition to wrestle, you know? Um, but yeah. She's great, Serena is. Bruh, 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 $2. Manny, you seen the video of that cop on the slide? Of course I have. Of course he has. Uh, Ibu. Of course we all know Ibu is back up, man. 199. Fleet back. Yeah, man, AEW Dynamite was a very, very good episode last night. And every, the AEW faithful absolutely enjoyed the shit out of it. So uh, a success and uh, a very big way to uh, end the show as well. Obviously, it's unfortunate how our conversation went since we've done the Dynamite review, but, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, Mario Judah, 499. Appreciate you seeing if you no, That's the one I already brought up. Uh, Big Ben's 499. Appreciate you. Monty, we need some kind of payoff from Scambu putting his career on the line if Cody didn't finish the story at SummerSlam. Don't let him go unscathed. Yeah, we're going to have to think of some kind of forfeit. Um, 
But he's super unprofessional, you know what I mean? He's, he's late, like, he doesn't show up. You remember when he promised the Sunday show he'd show up on camera and he didn't do that either? He's full of shit, like, you know? All of his super chat money went to us instead for like a year or two or five. Yeah, he, he does the Sundays for like my benefit, you know? Like that yeah. would be, that'd be really That's a good nice. idea. Yeah. Uh, the National Cody Fan Club Association 199. Brit Hulk Baker. I mean, Brit Baker's name always name. comes up, even when even when it's like even unfairly sometimes. But that's the name that does always come up. So. To be clear, I was laughing at the uh, the gentleman's uh, profile pic, which will never yeah, not pop me on the screen. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So um, a little bit of news I want to touch on before we get out of here. Mm-hmm. You know, since I put it, I put it on the docket. You know. Um, Obviously, as we all know, AEW, they have secured the future of the Elite. You know, they've all signed long-term deals, multi-year deals. Hangman, Kenny Omega, the books, they are going nowhere. It's, well, that's for sure. You know, they put pen to paper. It's been announced. They've said as much on screen. We all know it's true. They're not going anywhere. Um, but it seems like they did definitely, uh, they considered their options, if we are to believe Dave Meltzer at least. But apparently, all four guys made a, uh, they made a pact that they were going to stay together. Like, whatever company they end up in, that all four of them are going to end up in that company. Which, to be honest, as soon as you see that kind of points to one company anyway, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, apparently, all four guys did make an, a promise to each other, a pact with, with each other that they would not be splitting up no matter what happens. Um, and obviously, that was a huge part of their decision making. Um and apparently it was something that went back and forth and, uh, you know, some, a couple of the guys, one or a couple of the guys may have wanted to uh, see what life was like in WWE or New Japan or something. And uh, it was something that they went back and forth on. And, uh, yeah, man, uh, something that they weighed up. And apparently there was interest from WWE, especially in Kenny Omega. So there was interest in all of them, as you could uh, imagine, but Kenny Omega was definitely the one that seemed to be, you know, circled by Triple H, Bruce, Vince, whoever you whoever made that decision, you know. Um, but they ain't going nowhere. But does it surprise you, Joe, that Kenny was the one that they kind of singled out, you know? It doesn't. And I think the irony of that is, you know, in fear of getting ahead of myself, I think we all heard very similar things, and the conclusion generally was Kenny was the one who was least interested in going, which yeah. is kind of, which is you know I I know we've talked about this before. Like the belief was that Kenny was the the one of the uh, of, I almost had the big three because that's so unfair to Hangman, but like the the older three, right? The guys yeah. who are this is probably their last big contract. The belief was that Kenny was completely uninterested in this move which always was paired with the information that he was also the big fish for them, right? Because yeah. that's the way they view I think that's partly because of how they just generally have kind of viewed tags historically, not right now necessarily, but historically. Um, so I'm not surprised by any of it. No, it's in line with a lot of kind of what the whispers were previously. Yeah. And yeah. I think to your point, Monty, the, as soon as you hear they had a pact to stay together, you immediately, it becomes a lot clearer why they're all together in AEW. It's just the right place for yeah. them to be as a group. Like you just... It, it, it's the, it just makes sense for all involved, I think, ultimately. So, yeah, huh. makes sense to me. I was I was never in doubt that I, I never thought for a second Kenny was going to leave, and, and because I never thought Kenny was going to leave the Bucks or going to leave either, even though right. maybe the Bucks would have entertained it. But honest, I'm not saying that 
I don't know how to play without like uh, if the Bucks and Hangman went to WWE without Kenny, I feel like they probably wouldn't have had the success. They probably would have if Kenny was there. I think it was just all determined on that. Of course, they would have like their good matches or not with the Usos and whoever attacking, but I don't think besides that initial it run. It definitely is different. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think without that initial run, they would have just fell apart and they, they would have been like kind of swimming around, you know? Yeah. I think they'd be a big hit as just a tag, but you would book them completely differently if they were coming alongside Kenny Omega. <laughs> like it's a completely yeah. different package, obviously. So I think yeah. like, it doesn't surprise me that WWE, like their most interesting is with Kenny. Because, like, it's Kenny Omega, and this will probably be his last big contract as, like, a full-time wrestler. So they kind of knew this was their last, like, this was their last-ditch effort of having him have an extended run in WWE. And it didn't work out. So it's a shame for them, but it's great for me. So so Kenny's, like, the clear, like, you know, uh, they're all great, of course. But, like, Kenny's, like, the clear, well-established, worldwide, well-established single star. Do you know what I mean? Um, the books, as amazing as they are, absolutely have a very solid case for being one of the GOAT tag teams. Um, you know, WWE, well, it's hard to say that with a tag team match main event in WrestleMania this year, but, you know, it WWE is different. Do, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it is seen differently there. Um, even though they do have a strong division at the minute, it's for just sure. it, it's just different there. It just is. Um, and obviously, Hangman's just not, you know, he's he's not, he's great, you know, he's he's definitely been able to put together a resume while being in AEW, you know, I mean, he's beat Moxie, he's been world champion, he's he's done all these great things, you know, um, a lot of feathers like, in his cap in AEW, but he's not Omega, you know. <laughs> and the way WWE works, like, this isn't going to be Hangman's, like, last big contract, I don't think, so... Like right. by the time his deal runs out in AEW again, that that might be when they make their move for it. Because like he'll be like what in his like mid to late thirties, and just like yeah, we want him now. Like it's just the way WWE right. works, and it's very weird. Uh, Kenny um, also has the most like the obvious physical presence as a top guy. Mm-hmm. Also, um, Manny, what are you gonna say, mate? Uh, I just think it's kind of funny. All these guys, it feels like all these guys' careers kind of just depending on what Kenny wanted to do, and then uh, based. Well, it's yeah. a, it was a packed manner, you know. It was yeah, a, I, it was I, all I, four of them, you know. Like you gotta, you gotta give, you gotta give the credit. You know? I think they deal with the Bucks, honestly. I think they're pretty confident that their legacy is secure, and I think they're just like they said. Know. They said as much. Basically, yeah. I think like, it was Nick or Matt who was like, as I, it, as we're winding down, we're not, we don't care about legacy that like, much anymore. <laughs> we didn't get into it much yesterday because it, this report hadn't been added to it, but their quotes were in line with every single thing we had heard during the negotiation like it all matched in terms of kenny had a very specific artistic feel on things mm-hmm. and the bucks the bucks were like that's cool with us you know they would they, i think they would have explored it but they're they're more than happy to stick around and they're getting paid great and they can have great matches and do their thing so it's just it's just natural this feels this this feels like it's a bucks last contract and then this feels like if i think after this they're, they're done wrestling after this. Well, I mean, for, we for were talking family. earlier about, you know, we were having fun about how beat up, like, Dax is, but the Bucks are so graceful. People don't realize they're feeling it, man. They're, they've been yeah. doing this for a long time. They talk about it a lot, and people don't yeah. take them seriously when they say they're, they're not going to be doing this for that much longer. Mm-hmm. 100%. I appreciate them while we got them, these Absolutely. great tag teams that we're around, because it's like a, you know, like, the, the big the big name tag teams that will come from this era will be FTR, the Bucks, the Briscoes, New yeah. Day and the Usos, you know, they'll probably be like the big... What's that? 
You could say the Briscoes in this era. I feel like they're kind of the era before that. Or I don't know because they, honestly, you, you could most, tie that with the book. Like, the books were fucking. Yeah, their yeah. most famous yeah. work was 2022 with FTR, right? So yeah. But they're still. They've always been the Briscoes. They've always yeah, been I, I like. Agree. They've always had an argument for being like a top three tag team in the world. Like, do you know what I mean? Up yeah, until, of course, when Jay obviously tragically passed away. But, um, but yeah, I'd say that they were. Uh, I've, Manny does this. I've, I lost what the fuck I was going to say now. Like I've just named five great tag teams. I don't know where the point was going. Just the point, I think your point was just, you know, appreciate my own. Obviously, in the Briscoe's case, is even more. Oh, yeah, none of, yeah, yeah, none of the ones that are still active that I mentioned, none of them are young. You know, the Usos, and, you know, your video states like they're like 12, 13 years into their run now. Uh, FTR, we talked about this podcast. Books, we talked about this podcast. And if Jay was still around, I'm, I doubt they're feeling. I doubt they'd be yeah. feeling very like rosy these days. You know what I mean? Because like, they have yeah. put the Briscoes put themselves through probably more than definitely actually more than any of the fucking names mm. that we just mentioned. So, um, yeah. yeah, man. I you know this is kind of weird now that now we're talking. You brought up those five tag teams, and you feel they, they <clears throat> they're like my my my, my, my bad. <laughs> Go on, man. Get it out. No, I was going to say, like, you know, these feel like these definite five teams are like this of this generation. And you don't really feel like you don't really know who the next five are of the of the next generation. You know, it just was like I'm gonna, I'm kind of scared for tag team wrestling after these teams go away. And it just feels like it's Aussie open. And then everybody it does go, Yeah, and it does go in mm-hmm. cycles tag team. There are long chunks of wrestling history where they just aren't a great collection of tag teams. You know, like yeah. it's happened before. So it's a worthwhile great point, man. Yeah, and for I, sure. And I just hope that, you know, I hope that the people, the young fans that are watching these teams will eventually want to be a tag team because of that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because that's that's a big part of it. Yeah, man. Um, but yeah, Kenny, Kenny Omega was the one that WWE was... Like I said, they were interested in all of them. But um, Kenny Omega was the one that they circled out and it seems to make all the sense, you know? And it's not even anything against any of the other talent, you know? It's just... Kenny's Kenny, man. He's one of one. He he really is. So, um, not surprising at all. And they are, you know, they're all elite for the foreseeable future. And um, on that note, unless we've got any plugs, which I think we do, I just need to pull up my uh, pull up my notes. We do have plugs. I'll be live in twenty minutes on the late night grin Twitch. <laughs> Monty may be in the chat. We will be previewing the SummerSlam, which is a pay-per-view the World Wrestling Federation host. Manny's a big fan of. We're going to talk all things Jey Uso, Roman Reigns, Cody Rhodes, Gunter. You know the deal. Late Night Grin. Yeah, man. Um, well, hold yeah. up, Cole Carter being teased for the... Anyway, yeah, man. <laughs> mentioning Cole Carter, you know, like that's this is what... Hey, man. This is why we're reducing your contract a little bit, you know. Anyway, um, let's wrap this up. Anyway, um... Plugs, of course, YouTube, check out the YouTube channel. We've got all kinds of different podcasts. If you can, you know, if you can give us a like on the video, it's always much appreciated, especially on the way out. Just give us a little like, you know, uh, if you're logged in, etc. And if you're not logged in, log in and give us a like. After the video goes up, please leave a comment while you're still here. That would be very much appreciated. That all helps as well. Um, we appreciate all the super chats as always, of course. And, um, yeah, man. At WrestlePurious on Twitter. Follow us on um, yeah, follow us on Twitter on Threads if people still use that. 
Um, follow us on Twitch at WrestlePurist, at WrestlePurist on pretty much everything these days. Mm-hmm. We're on Instagram as well. We've got a great admin over there. Um, what's up, man? No, just, <clears throat> just some of those Instagram posts are always pop me every time I go on there. See? Pops, you know? Because um, it's like, I, I never, I'm never on Instagram that much, but whenever I am, I, I refresh the feed and I just get hit with the Russell Pierce rap picture and I said, what the fuck? Uh, <laughs> how do you get hit, man? He did it again. <laughs> but yeah, man. Um, we, got some, we got some cool features coming out this week. Um, we've got like a SummerSlam one um, and we have. Um, do I want to say no? We we have we have a summer we have a SummerSlam one coming out soon. We have a surprise, you know. We have a surprise. It may or may not involve someone on the screen. And um, oh my god, Manny! <laughs> hey man, Manny, Manny, listen, when Manny gets to pen, he can call. You know, I retired mm-hmm. from writing. I heard that you yeah. did. You did. <laughs> He, he he has his phases, you know. He has his, he, he has a purple patch where he'll write like six articles in three weeks, you know. <laughs> and then then you just won't get anything off him for six months. It's just <laughs> for the Hooper, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, check out the website. We have got some cool features coming out. Uh, we might be back tomorrow with like Unpurist or something. We're always doing these podcasts and live streams on YouTube and Twitch, you know. You know, just help us out, support us, follow us, like our content. You know, as we always say, we always uh, appreciate the super chats that goes a long way. And um, yeah, man, thanks for watching. Again, last thing, like the video on the way out. Peace. Mm-hmm.